from Morgan's Farm to Table Studios, located on County Road 42 in Nicollet in Burnsville, featuring six local farmers. Taste the difference. Award-winning. This is The Howl. We would like to welcome everybody to the new Nothing But Net channel on Dash Radio. Nothing But Net is a channel like no other, featuring all teams and all topics from everybody's favorite league, the NBA. We are very excited to have everybody along for the ride. The Howl is brought to you by our wonderful supporting partners, Rhyme Sayers Entertainment, the pinnacle of underground hip-hop worldwide, and Isabel Street Heat, adding a bit of spice into your everyday life. I am the Kevin Love of the radio world, your host, Kevin Draves. To my right is Aaron Brooks Groshong, the producer of the show. And to my left is none other than Rob Parrish Hess. He is the jack of all trades for the show. First quarter, we look back at the games that were and preview the week ahead. This quarter also ends with another edition of Shot Clock. Second quarter, once again, is our talker segment this week with a good dose of both Wolves and general NBA topics. We will also feature another edition of the new segment called Breaking Down the Game, where we examine and explain a rule or play type so you can better understand it going forward. We close with our look at what is going on with the Iowa Wolves. Halftime this week, our artist spotlight is Aesop Rock. We will feature his newest track, Hot Dogs, followed by Train Buffer. Third quarter is 2K All Day. This quarter is sponsored by 2K, and tonight we continue our 2K Dynasties. Listen closely as each week we will have a secret word at some point during the show. We'll be giving away a copy of NBA 2K18 for PS4 or Xbox on the Nothing But Net channel. Tweet us at the Howl Radio with the hashtag 2K18 giveaway and we will contact one lucky listener. If you are able to give us the secret word, you will win a copy of 2K18. We will end our 2K quarter with a look at what is new in this year's 2K and give you more reasons to go out and buy if you have not already. Fourth quarter leads off with the Howell Hardwood history, followed by Can Kevin Cousy. As always, whether you are at the gym, in your car, or stuck at work, don't forget to bring the Howell. Quarter one of the Howell As always, this is where we take a look back at the Wolves week that was and look ahead to the schedule upcoming for our Timberwolves. Now, guys, uh, we played three games since we last met, uh, an away game against the Pelicans, and then back-to-back home games playing two completely different uh, uh, teams in their kind of where they are in their their life cycle right now, uh, the Mavericks, and then we took on the Charlotte Hornets. And guys... When you looked at this schedule for these three games, were you guys, you know, thinking three and zero? I mean, I literally said three and zero, so yeah, I was. I also said three and zero, so uh, I don't know if anyone else said three and zero. I think it was just me. Well, Pretty sure I did. Back. I, I why well, listen to our rebroadcast? I happened to be running some errands on Saturday, and I heard it. So I'm pretty, pretty, pretty sure. That I okay. said three and zero. Okay. Well, uh, let's start with and the I, first game against New Orleans, uh, guys. This was an interesting game because it, the Wolves never really seemed like they had a firm grasp on this game, and this I think we can all safely say was the worst game of Carl Anthony Towns' career. Well, it was a goofy game. I know when you play Towns against Cousins, I know there's always 
something weird. They just kind of Towns has some sort of like a I don't know an inferiority complex. He just seems like he reverts to like a child. You know what I mean? He changes the way he plays. I feel like he loses a little bit of that maturity he's kind of known for. But in this case, I can't blame him for getting a little upset because I don't know how Cousins got some of the calls that he did in that game. Well, do you think it's what you're talking about? Or do you think maybe Towns loses a bit of his, um, let's say, ferocity? Right, his his kind of edge. Is it maybe does does he have maybe like a some type of respect, utmost respect for Anthony Davis? And you know, I I played against players in my day where because you're kind of maybe buddy buddies with them a little bit much, or you you know, there's maybe a bit of your elder, right? Not to say Anthony Davis is all that much older than him, but he did pave the way. Out of, you know, out of Kentucky before him, maybe, you know, Towns obviously maybe looks up to him. I don't know. I'm talking completely hypotheticals, but what I'm trying to say is I played against guys where I've had this kind of like, yeah, you've been here before me. I haven't given them my best effort. I don't, it's, it's just a mental thing. You just end up not giving them that type of effort that you'd give people. You just complete strangers. You don't know, you don't talk to, or definitely people you don't like. Right. Um, but Towns was taken out early on that game. I mean, he picked up two quick falls. I think he had three by the end of the first quarter, did he? Rob? I think he did. I mean, well, I mean, yeah, it was it was real goofy too. And one of them, one of the fouls he got early was frustrating because Cousins fouls him. Yes, and then like this inadvertent like hand goes up and hits Cousins in the face, and of course he has to fake an injury. Which, by the way, I know we're going to get to this later, right? But this this touching the face business, albeit you know, light, harder, whatever, and getting the flagrants or falls and, and ejections, you know, I don't know what to think of it, but I mean, we'll discuss it later in the, in the talkers. Right. So, yeah, yeah. It's tough. I, I don't know. It's goofy. So you want to hear my thoughts on the, the Pelicans game or you, you want to go Kevin? Cause no, go ahead. Okay. Yeah. Get, so let's get your thoughts. All right. I was listening to um, the Bird Rights. They, they have a show here on Nothing But Net, and it was interesting listening to them tee up and preview this game, right, from the Pelicans' perspective. And they all thought the Pelicans were going to beat us. And I remember, and this is part of what I was saying when I said, hey, we're going to go 3-0, and but I think the toughest matchup, and it very well could be a loss, could be if I, if I do see one of this three-game slate here, would be against the Pelicans because of their interior presence. Yeah. All in all, we almost let them win. I, I thought the Timberwolves, for the most part, controlled that basketball game. It was the Pelicans making runs to tighten up the score. And some shifts in momentum would occur. The the Wolves would get back on track, and they extend the lead. You know, fourth quarter it got really close. I mean, if it isn't for a clutch shot here and there down the end, you know, this very well could have been a Pelicans win. So, the big takeaway for me is I thought between Taj Gibson and Carl Anthony Towns, and even Gorgie coming off the bench, that we would have a big enough presence to handle Davis and cousins. But the bottom line is the Pelicans and, and kudos to that team. They're like, that's the best front court in the NBA. It is. It is. And, and it should be because yes. how talented those guys are, but their biggest flaw, they have no wing presence. 
Wiggins and Butler, I mean, it, it's probably like taking candy from a baby. You know, when you're talking about, you know, you got Dante Cunningham out there who I've completely turned on him because, you know, for a multitude of reasons. But anyways, the point is the Pelicans, if they could string together a couple wing players somehow via free agency or trade, even though they really don't have much tradable assets right now, you know, they could be a playoff team. But the bottom line is they don't. So that's not going to happen. The Wolves sneak away with the with the win, um, you know. 104 98 and and butler leads the way with 23 so you can't complain if you're a wolves fan it's keeping the win streak going and there you have it yeah so that was uh and it's a, by the way before we move on quick i'll just say and they've touched on this a lot during the telecast these are games like this game for example that in the past we might not have won most definitely they, they find ways to you know to look good well it was nice to not sneak one out by three which uh we'd had been doing and you know, to Rob's point, the maturity of this new team, which I find actually very impressive, considering you have all these new players, you know, how long have they been playing together? A month, basically? And they're closing out games. They're executing down the stretch. And it's fantastic to watch. I love it. It really is. And this was, I mean, this was the third game of a win streak you know for for this team you're coming off an ot you know an overtime game that was incredibly close that you know maybe they they should have won a little bit more handily kind of thing um but it was it was a good team win and it's good to see that you know the nights that cat has a down night that everybody else kind of rallies around and picks them up and that's the difference between this year and last year we have players that can actually step in and make up for off nights by some of those other players. Yep. That's yeah. huge. I mean, how many, you know, how many people, if you say, Hey, Towns is going to have essentially his worst game of his career that you think that's could be a win. And there really wasn't a point in this game that I thought once I started, you know, was watching it that I thought the wolves were in jeopardy of losing. And you know, they shoot 47% from the field, you know, 38% from three. You know, I, I, I think it was a, a good game, man. You know, you know, who's kind of the MVP for me in this game a little bit too. Who a guy that's really struggled this season, Gorgie Jang. And he comes in, he was productive. He gave good minutes, shot the ball. Well, did a lot of things uh, to pick up the slack from towns, you know, not being able to play. I hear you. And I've had some, I keep kind of going back and forth on Gorgie um, in terms of production and what my expectations are for him. And really, I just have to be happy with what you're to your point, Rob is filling in where he needs to be filled in. You know, if it's filling in for a, a foul troubled Carl Anthony towns, perfect. Gorgie get in there. You know, if all of a sudden he catches some quick rebounds and puts up six points quick, you know, maybe he's on his way to a 15 point game off the bench. Fantastic. We're scoring bench points. That's huge. So that to me is I'm starting to settle into my expectations for what I want from Gorgie, which I think maybe many Wolves fans are struggling with him considering he was a starter. Now he's in a different role. He's getting different minutes. He's playing with a different crew. I mean, granted he's a tenured player on this Wolves roster, However, it is a different role, right? And it takes some time. You know, here we are, you know, 10 games in the season. Well, and, and good for him for embracing this role with arms wide open. 
I mean, you know, you go from a starter to, you know, I guess more or less he's one of the first ones off the bench now in this in this rotation. Well, he's a core rotational guy. That's he, for he sure. He is, but I mean, Towns, any, anytime though, Towns does seem to be the first guy to come out each yeah. game. And and but I mean, just props to Gorgie for for taking this as it is and and taking that team first approach. I mean, he got paid, and now he's coming. You know, we're paying him a lot of money to come off the bench, but he embraces it, and I think he's one of those one of those leaders on that second team, and it's it's great to see. I think it's a luxury that you can give Towns a breather and then put a guy of Gordy yeah. who you don't really have to worry about much, right? You know, it's not like he's in there jacking up shots and he's going to cause, you know, a malfunction on the offensive end. Defensively, I think he's solid and, you know, definitely gives you a, a good rebounding presence, but guys, let's transition and let's talk about this next game on this, on the schedule here. Yeah, so the Wolves come home on Saturday night and take on a Dallas Mavericks team that, um, in all honesty, really, you know, it's it's probably one of your last chances to see Dirk Nowitzki. Uh, you get to see Dennis Smith Jr. for the first time. And really, honestly, after that, guys, there's not much to this this Dallas team that's that's really kind of worth watching. I mean, I'm a big Seth Curry fan, uh, but. Harrison Barnes doesn't do it for me. Devin Harris. Devin Harris doesn't do it for me. Watching JJ Barea flop all over the place. Nerlens, I like Nerlens. I just don't like him in Dallas. This is a team that just it, ha- it it's kind of a hodgepodge. You, well, you mentioned JJ Barea. Shout out to my friend Mike. He's obsessed with JJ Barea. He thinks he's just like God's gift to basketball. Like I watched this game with him on Saturday night, and anytime JJ did anything, he'd be like, "See, look how good he is." It's like no, he's not good. He was a cancer when he was here. He, I, what is he not one of the least favorite players in the NBA for you yeah, guys? No, he I, is for he's, me. He's honestly one of my least favorite. I mean, he put up fourteen points, six assists, and four rebounds, but was a minus sixteen in nineteen minutes of play. <laughs> Ouch! Ridiculous. Um, and and that's kind of how this Dallas team ended up. Kind of, I mean, honestly, playing throughout the night. Harrison Barnes, 17 points, was a minus 21. Um, Wes Matthews, five points, was a minus 20. Uh, let's see here. Dirk had seven points and was a minus 12. Nerlens, two points, minus 11. I mean, this is a team that was really struggling up and down the floor, and, and the Wolves took advantage of it behind a couple really good nights, and one of them was from Taj Gibson. You know, let's talk about, you know, I know Taj had a good game. I just want to express how bad the Mavs are. I mean, I think right now they're one in 10. They are the worst team in the NBA. And I have no problem saying that, you know, if you're, if you're a Mavs fan, you got to be just trying to kick the tires on everybody. Right. You know, Dirk, is you know I'm gonna just say he's gonna retire at the end of the season. Yeah, it's the dirt going away. Barnes buddy. Barnes looked good early, but it's like it's got to be difficult to play with some passion when y- you know you're just completely outgunned in this matchup. Um, there's really nobody else on this roster that I could see staying in Dallas long term. Nerlens Noel luckily banked on uh, some you know, salary cap explosion era, right? I mean, he gets picked up and gets a nice contract with the Mavs. Isn't worth uh, 
his weight in that at all. Um, you know, I, I don't know who sticks. Dan Smith Jr. Um, shot very well, you know, three for five from three, had some really nice looks. Um, I thought he looked every bit of a part of a rookie of the year candidate. He's definitely going to be in that top flight coming down the wire as long as he stays healthy. He's definitely an all the run that he can handle in Dallas. Um, but Rob, you want to talk about the Wolves a little bit? Yeah, you know, this is a game that, again, I was really impressed with guys like, you know, Jeff Teague. I just think there is, you're watching this current win streak that we're on, and a lot of these games are games that we wouldn't necessarily have won in the past. When we look at specifically these last two games, this is one of the most impressed I've been. I think the Mavericks game is probably the most impressive one we've had to date this season. Not because you're playing some, you know, great team, but just because... At no point did you really think the game was in trouble. You never thought we were going to lose. And I think that's that's big because we needed some of that. We had a lot of these close victories, and you want to see us beat a team that's not good, uh, you know, handedly. And I thought we did. I thought that was nice. What, what's interesting about the, the style of basketball that the Wolves play is th- all the games I've seen so far this season from them, it's consistency consistency they're kind of you can see them plodding along you know they're keeping it within reach and then they go on these little mini runs 8-0 but then they sustain that for a period of time and that's usually it's it's almost like a you know i don't know if this is going to sound weird but it's almost like a boa constrictor they're just kind of tightening it up tightening it up I think it they just suck the energy out of the opposing team knowing that the Wolves are in control. It sounds so weird to say, but I haven't seen one sign from this basketball team that shows me anything different than, and, and the thing that I'm most looking forward to is here we are sitting, you know, we haven't uh, recapped the last game, but we end up finishing seven and three uh, for this week. And we're sitting in first place in division where, you know, second in the West, second in the West tied with the Warriors who we have a major matchup coming up yep, here on, on Wednesday behind the, behind the Rockets. Right. And I see so much more room for improvement. And I, and it's not like years before where you see like, okay, they can make strides. They can make steps. This is no, they can make real improvements continuing on going forward. I think there's so much better basketball for this team to play. The, the Mavs, you know, the Mavs were shooting a, a pretty decent field goal percentage early on us, making shots early. The Wolves just were getting good looks all game. Yeah. They get good offensive looks. When they get bad ones is when they rush the offense. A guy that has a tendency this season to take some bad shots and take some bad looks, I think is Boz off the bench. Now, granted, he plays so sparingly and he gets the ball so such a limited amount of time. He's not having some big impact on the game. But I think if you set him aside, I feel like everyone else is taking pretty good shots. And is making good good decisions as far as offensively. Well, another guy that's right up there with the the bad shot taking is Jamal Crawford. He he'll take some wild ones. But bad shots for but, Jamal Crawford, I think, are different because yes. he has he has the ability to hit difficult shots. He is a playmaker. And it's and it's a different type of shot. So like Boz isn't jacking up jump shots. He'll like maybe take an ill advised drive. It's now, a whirly, is, whirly spinny. Yeah, he's hard. like that whirling dervish. Part of the problem with Boz is, of course, and we've all played basketball, 
if you don't ever see the ball, when you finally do, you sometimes press a little bit. And he's done that. Not a lot. He's way better than he used to be. I think his passing is has gotten a lot better. Now, most people would disagree, but if you really watch closely, watch Baz. He passes a lot more than he used to. And his defense has improved. Now, granted... I think we can all agree that's a low bar, but he has, he is improving in the areas that were more deficiencies, you know, to start his career. Well, all I know is Carl Towns finishes with 31 points, 12 rebounds. And that is a cat and the kitten folks. Yep, for the, a nice comeback game after the, the last one. Yes, sir. So the walls walk away. They protect home, home court. And it's a one twelve ninety nine victory for your Minnesota Timberwolves and, and the, they play the next night. Yes. The back to back, the home and home, home and home against the Hornets. This was a game that I thought maybe the wolves would have a little bit of trouble with given uh, Dwight Howard and the, and the history of, of him. And a lot of people are not a huge fan of Dwight myself included in that. I just, uh, he's not a great teammate. I don't think I think he's a cancer in the locker room, but the Wolves handle him. They handle him incredibly well. They win this game by 18 points. They hold Kemba Walker to nine points on four of 15 shooting. That's Uh, that's impressive. I got to say. And then uh, uh, Dwight Howard, 13 points, nine rebounds, but was a minus 13 on the floor. Him and Cat were kind of getting into it. And Aaron, you and I watched the game together. There was one one play, I think it was either mid-third or early fourth, that uh, basically on a rebound, Dwight sticks his hand just right in the chest of Cat and just kind of pushes him off the ball to get a rebound. And you saw something click in Cat. And every rebound he went up for after that until they pulled him out of the game was just fierce. Yeah, well... I think it was just shortly after that cat tried to stop short on them as they were running down the court. Um, they're going to the post. It's, it's a pretty common play on the uh, defensive strategy. You just stop short, try to take a quick charge on them. And Howard actually drew the fall on Towns. Remember this? And yeah, that was you, ridiculous. You saw the, you saw the replay and Howard just dropped the shoulder hammer on him real yep. quick. And you know, here's the deal. The Hornets, I, I could not help but to see when it, whether it was Wiggins or Butler or Wings, they were gigantic compared to the Hornets players. The the size match, it was just a horrible mismatch for the Hornets all night long. I think they really missed Nick Batum. And the Wolves, this is again, the game is in the balance into the second quarter. And then the Wolves go on this nice little run, and then it's they seize full control for the rest of the game. It was a fantastic win. And this is the type of win that's inspiring and why I, I really think there's a lot better basketball for this team to play. Yeah, it was it was pretty clear. Um, I mean, uh, the Wolves, the voice of the Wolves, Alan Horton, tweeted out a couple things I just want to run by you guys just to kind of show how good this team is getting. Since October 27th, the Wolves are 5-0. and Their offensive rating is 111.2, which is number three in the NBA. Their defensive rating is 102.6, which is number 12 in the NBA. So their net rating would be 8.6, which is fifth best in the National Basketball Association. Wolves are 7-3, tied for second in the West. You know, 
What's great about this team is their biggest problem is focusing on defense. Offensively speaking, they can put up points with anybody. We've seen that. It's nice to know that, hey, we have good defensive pieces. We just have to refine it. And that's the upside of this basketball team. We don't have to worry about making threes. We're making plenty of threes. We don't have to worry about getting in the basket. Our guys are getting in the basket. It, it, the offense is the least of our concerns, which is fantastic. You know, Scoring 100 points a game is not a thing for this team. Keeping our opponents under 100, that's what Thibodeau has got to be preaching in the locker room. I'm sure he is. Well, right? it's, and it's hitting, too, because the last three games, we've held our opponents under 100 points. I mean, giving up an average of 97 with 44% shooting. So are we maybe seeing the the Tibbs defense start to click a little bit? Well, they it, talked about it in the telecast and the last game. Jim Peterson pointed out, you can clearly see the defense is getting better. And a good example of what the Wolves need to do is the Rockets last year. The Rockets were not trying to be some great defensive team. They said, we're going to outscore you and we just want to be average. And it, And look how good they were. That's all you need from the Wolves. Is long, they just need to be average. Now, long term, I think they'll probably be better than average because it's Tom Thibodeau. He has his guys. There's a little bit of that meshing. And we've seen how much better they look game by game on defense. So by the end of the season, if you told me they were going to be more like you know top 10 to top 15, I think that's more than reasonable. I, I couldn't agree more, Rob. The way they played this game, there was a couple moments that really stuck out to me one was Tyus Jones you guys remember this it was a loose ball he hustles back on a two-on-one he gets I think Jeremy Lamb to misstep creates a turnover yep those are wonderful teaching moments to say hey the play is never dead um it happened again I can't remember who who it was that time that had to run back on that play but what I think we're seeing from a defensive point Rob is they're getting film right they're they're having teachable moments in in regards to showing showing the flaws showing the good and they're working through that right now i am so excited guys for this game coming up against the warriors tonight on espn i it i don't know what i'm going to do for the next couple hours but i'm just jacked well, you want me to make you a little bit more jacked? Yes, please. I got some, I got some numbers for you. This is off of NBA.com. <clears throat> Ten games into the season, Wolves ranks in, uh, in the NBA. We are sixth in points per game. Love it. Uh, 19th in rebounds per game. That can get better. 11th in assists per game. Okay. This is the one number I don't like. 23rd in blocks per game. Yeah, but, I mean we're not we're not really a blocking team, really. When you think about it, well, you know what I would say to that point, Kevin, is that's something Towns needs to look at and own yes. a little bit better. Yep, I I would have thought he would be more of a presence in the post. He's really the way he's been developing. I see him more as really an offensive threat than anything. I mean, obviously, yes, but I think he can get better. Um, I don't even care about blocks. It's more, def- you know, you show me deflections. I want to see that hustle play. That's what I want to see. Guys drive, diving on the floor. Yes. The, the little things. Yep. I agree. Those are the things you kind of look for. And they have guys like you definitely see Wiggins. He's been all over the place. Uh, we saw it from towns last night where he's just diving. And part of that, I think, I think he kind of likes to wrestle with some of those big men a little bit. I love Andrew's 
commitment to rebounding this year. And I think it's, it's, it's an improvement dramatically over last season. And I think it's really helping this team because he's got to be one of the leaders. You know, you got to look at him and be able to say, you know, Hey, let me go get six rebounds tonight. And it just has to happen. Yeah. Uh, 14th in steals per game. Fourth in field goal percentage. That's what I'm telling you. They're good shots. They're getting good looks when they're getting bad looks is when they just, you know, it's like a chicken with their head cough. They kind of lose their minds for a quick second and they're just, you know, running, taking, you know, ill-advised drives to the lane. And that will all come. That refinement is going to happen. But the beauty, and this is what just, it just blows my mind. You guys, we're talking about all this as we're sitting here seven and three and saying, everything's good. Oh yeah. We're going to be better. Yeah. Oh, by the way, we're in first and we got wins against the jazz. We got two wins against the thunder. Thunder, Yep. And I mean, it's, it's not just, you're not just beating fluffy opponents. We could not be more set up for, I, I think really the third place in the Western conference is ours to be had. Yeah. I think you're going to see the Rockets and the Warriors. They're going to separate a little as they, I think they can just clack off a lot of wins in a row, just like the Wolves are doing right now. The big thing for me with the Wolves is we've started off. I thought we started off a little slow. You know, you have the loss to the Pistons. You have the loss to the Pacers. What's the excuse for the Warriors and the Rockets? I mean, those are teams that didn't have a massive overhaul like us. So I think I'm just that much more impressed by the Wolves start to be seven and three when you should have all these chemistry issues, yet they're finding ways to win. Yeah. I am a thousand percent selling the hype train right now because this team is legit. I got, they have legit players. I guess basketball is ahead of them. Yes. I got three more numbers for you. And Come on, we'll Kevin. Move, I want to we'll hear move ahead. That's okay. Keep giving to me. So while the Wolves are 23rd in three-point uh, three-pointers made, they are 7th in three-point percentage. Fantastic. Would you, I mean, Aaron, you I'll and I. I'll take that. I'll w- take that. When we first started this, this show. Yes. Back in the day. Back we in the day now. Den 1.0. What yeah. was what was one of our biggest knocks on this team? We we would have legitimate bets that one player would make more three pointers than yeah. the entire team. Than the entire for that wolves. Game. Yep. Yep. And now we're seventh in three point percentage. Now our our three point makes aren't up there. We're in the bottom third of the league. But if you can get that percentage up there. It doesn't matter. You know it honestly, needs, it honestly doesn't. You know what needs to improve? I don't know if you guys have been noticing this, but Jimmy Butler gets a lot of wide open, like nobody near him three point attempts. And he's when he shoots it, I'm like, yeah, that's not going in. Last game, he hit two in a row, and I was like, all right, if he could just hit three pointers, I don't need him to be hitting fifty percent. But if he could get us like thirty eight percent, yep, because they leave him wide open, and if he can hit those. Man, that would make a big difference. You know, I was, I was on Twitter, I think it was yesterday, um, and I can't remember who posted it, but it was a conversation that Jim Pete was in, um, and they were reflecting on the number of long twos. You know, two years ago, the Wolves were number one in the league. Oh, my gosh. And, and shooting long. That? that was rough. Oh, that offense was brutal. It was so bad. In <laughs> shooting long twos. And I think the, the next year, you know, it goes down. I think we might have been like 12 remember, or something like that. Do you remember that. the, not to interrupt you, but do you remember the Sam Mitchell thing? Like, we would shoot threes if we had anyone that could hit them. It's like, come on, man. Right. Really? <laughs> there was some truth to that. Well, 
anyways, the, the point I'm trying to make is it's declined dramatically now. And it's just another positive sign for this team. I cannot express to you. Well, I have been expressing to you guys, I guess, all the wonderful things. Um, are we going to preview some games here, Kevin? Yeah, well, my last my last percentage to this one will be hard to believe given Andrew Wiggins, but the Wolves are seventh in free throw percentage. That's fair. Uh, so looking ahead for our beloved Timber Pups, the, uh, the, 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 the marquee here, besides the fact that this is Dash Radio and the Nothing But Net channel and the Howl Radio show, is the Wolves are taking on the Golden State Warriors. They are. A Wednesday night. Now, it's, it's, it's ESPN. This is, this is marquee. This is big time for this young squad. I think this is our first, uh, if I remember correctly, it's our first nationally. Nope, we played the Spurs on ESPN yeah. uh, opening night. So our second nationally televised game. Um, this is going to be a fun one, I think. And we will really see what the Wolves are made of on the road playing the Golden State Warriors. You know, you can remember, do you remember the preseason? We played them obviously twice, you know, in China. Yep. I get yep. that it's the preseason, but there were definitely stretches where both teams took it seriously and we all played them it, for stretches in both games. And you know who the guy that I really think is our equalizer in this entire thing? It's Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Buckets. He steps out on the court and the crazy thing about it is all the other superstars, the difference before was okay, yep, Andrew Wiggins, Carl Anthony Towns, yep, they're the budding stars. Jimmy Butler's a bona fide star. He steps on that court. Those guys know it. And it, he is just that. He's like the buoy, right? You know, the anchor. Um, guys, I want to call this a Wolves win. I, I feel like right now we're playing some really good basketball. I love the fact that we get the two full days off. Yep. You know, we get to travel. They get to relax a little. You know, maybe, you know, study up on some Warriors. I still remember the first episode I was on and PA was on and you had the back and forth where you predicted the wolves, the wolves win. Yes. Well, and, and let's frame that up for everybody that's listening right now on nothing but net is, you know, this was the, the warriors were going for the, 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 the NBA record for 72 wins. They, you know, we all know they got the 73. Their last loss was against the wolves. The wolves were, bad that year right i think that was the it was a 16 wins or something like that and you know 22 wins whatever um so it wasn't like it was it was a pretty bold pre- prediction and i wasn't just doing it you know flaunting it throwing it out there it was my my belief in rubio hates yep. um steph curry and i i expected a big game and we ended up getting that monster game from from baz um yeah, I, I I like this as a win here because here's here's the deal, guys. We're on this big win streak. We can we can kick the Warriors' butts on Wednesday in front of the whole world on ESPN. Fox Sports uh, is also covering the game. Then we get the Suns, you know. So hopefully that's not a you know we don't have Trap a, game. a flop game on yep. that one. And then you know this is a nice little Western Conference road road trip. Then you get the Jazz again, and hopefully you can pick up the Jazz. The Jazz Jazz just lost to the Suns not too long ago. So, I mean, how nice would it be to be sitting here next week recording uh, on another three and zero week, and we got the Spurs at home, you know, down the road here. Oh man, it's, you know, ten and three, 
knocking out the Warriors, probably sitting in first place in the Western Conference. I'm getting really dreamy, guys. Yeah. Not a lot of games, you know, over this next stretch because even there's only two games before we record again. Well, this is the new the way the NBA is stretching out the schedule a little bit. It's the season started a couple weeks earlier, and I think this is what you're seeing is they're trying to spread out these games a little bit better. It's weird as a fan, I both understand it but don't like it only because we appreciate having so much Wolves basketball every week, but it, I love that they did it. I'm just saying what you, you wish you could watch more. That's my, all. My biggest thing is I like, like the consistency in the days, right? Like I always love Wednesdays because I know it's my ESPN basketball Thursdays, my TNT basketball Friday comes back to, you know, ESPN yeah, you know when it's going to be on. Yeah. Right? I like that. Yep. So, and there's no bad to compare to the NFL. You're like, Oh, Thursday. But with, with the NBA, you're like, Thursday? Yeah, you're yeah. pumped. Exactly. Because well, and Thursday's a great day. Is there a, better, is there a better group in sports than the Thursday night guys? I don't think there is. No, the, I, I mean, they're like family to me. I mean, they're like, I feel like I'm hanging out with you guys. Probably the closest thing would be like the, howl. the TBS crew for the NCAA tournament. Oh, wait, that's the same. Yeah, that's right. So, well, they bring Clark Kellogg in the mix. Can, well, he also fills in too. So. so, yeah, it's good. Can one of you guys look up? on the Warriors schedule real quick. If they play like when the Warriors game before the yeah. Warriors game is quick, I got so, you Kev. get some analysis from Rob. Yeah, and I'll, so I'm, I'll help I'm, you out. I'm really excited on this game. You know, like Rob said, we saw in the preseason that when these teams tried, the wolves kind of got the better of them. I think I, I absolutely love the, uh, uh, the idea of Jimmy Butler potentially guarding uh, Steph Curry, because we see him guard more point guards than anything. And when Jimmy's on, you know, when Jimmy's in the game, we're seven and one. When he's not, we're zero and two. And it was a clear, decisive zero and two without Jimmy Butler when he got sick. I think you're going to see Jimmy on on KD. You think so? So then, what? So what would you? Uh, well, me, uh, I mean, Teague, no. Wiggins, Wiggins will be on KD. Yep. I think yeah. Teague will be on uh, Teague will be on Clay. No, no, no. Teague will be on Curry, and then you're going to have uh, Butler on Clay. You think so? Yeah. I mean, it's a it's a deadly lineup up and down for that team. But here's the crazy thing: our defensive matchups with them, I don't mind them at all. I'm okay with that. Teague struggles on defense, like randomly. He'll have problems with like a player, and you're like, "How are you having problems with that guy?" Yeah, it's just weird. He, but again, he's improved. I just think defensively, guys are starting to come into their own. I think he's locked in right now. Teague is in my book right now is playing his best basketball of the season. So I, I, he, I think he just had his best game as, as far as I'm concerned. Oh, for did sure. Did you did you check the schedule? Yeah, I got you, Kevin. So the the Warriors play on Monday. Okay. Against the Miami Heat. So they're playing. So they're playing the night that we're recording. Yeah. Okay, and then they don't. And is that a home game or a road game? It is. Um, it's a home game for them. It is, so okay. they're they're sitting at home. So so a home game and then a night break and then another home game. So they'll be sitting fine. Yeah, okay. we'll, we'll get a I full just, effort from I the wanted, Warriors. I wanted to try to see if if maybe there was a little bit of a tiredness, ex, you know, matchup that the Wolves could. The one exploit, thing I will but, say, I will guarantee technicals will be sent out in this game. I can't remember the last time we played the Warriors or. Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant gets a technical foul every time he comes here. Now, I get this isn't a home game, but I just think there's going to be some technicals. The, when we play them, the game seems to get a little chippy. Draymond's the X factor because it's like, okay, I mean, I just kind of broke down who I think who we're going to send our big guns at. But then it's like, who's guarding Draymond? You know, is it Cat? Is it Taj? Taj is going to have to DM up, right? Yep. 
Yeah, well, we've seen Taj tough... do pretty well against bigs. I think Taj is a fantastic defender. I just Draymond is so tough because he's going to pull you out on the perimeter, and and I think having Taj, who's really one of our best rebounders, probably our best rebounder to be honest with you, out on the perimeter, that's tough for us. Don't you guys agree? Yeah. Or yeah. do you think? I mean, I don't know. I. I think look at that as your key to this this game on what can happen. I know fouls. It's it, you know, ugh, I hate to say it, but it's going to be one of those games where if you know somebody gets in foul trouble, it could be just a game changer on both sides. You know, whether it's yep, absolutely. The, the Warriors losing one of their guys to foul trouble, or you know, heaven forbid, we get a, a hand touching a face by incidental contact. You know, and a guy you know gets a flagrant. So you you're predicting a win. I'm going to say a win. I'm not. I'm not as confident. I'll say. I'll say a close win. I'll say a close win. All right. All right. Uh, now, was that uh, the the analyst Rob Hess, or was that the Homer Rob Hess speaking there, or was it that like a the hybrid version? Of kind you? of a mix. It's yeah. A mix. Me too. So going into the next game, uh, <clears throat> we'll keep this one short because I don't think there's really too much to say. The Wolves take on a struggling Phoenix Suns team. Uh, they played better as of late, but still. Hey. Really, I mean, even still, besides besides Devin Booker, really nobody on this team that I'm on, I'm honestly worried about. Josh Jackson's been playing decent, actually. Hold on, I want to go back to the Warriors game. Did, I know, forgive me, guys. Is this a slogan? Can we make a slogan? Why not us? Why not now? Why not? Well, I mean, why not us is one of the most overused slogans in why not all us? of sports. Why not now? Okay. I don't know. It's, I, it just came to me in my. I'm thinking here. I'm thinking. You know what? It's why, it. why not us? Why not, okay, I'll get rid of it. We can <laughs> we, talk about the Suns hey, now. And I got another one for you. What? I believe that we will win. We can make like this little uh, chant. You know, it it might catch on. Let's roll with it, Kevin. Oh someone needs I'm to. Down. Someone okay. needs to do like the Photoshop of the the. Yeah, I think I can train with the crunches face on the front or something. <laughs> oh, that's, that's actually clever. That's money. That is actually clever. Somebody please like Photoshop maybe, that maybe and I'll tweet it, it to us. Tweet the howl. We need somebody to make a. You want a gif? We need a gif would be nice. We need GIF a gif. Picture Rob loves his gifs. Crunches face in front of Thomas the train. So so <laughs> so take out Thomas the train's face. Put crunches face there. And then have it saying, I think we can. Or what'd you say? I think I can. It's I like think I can. I think I yeah. can. Okay. A little engine that could. A little Come engine on. that could. I like Kevin's idea that I believe that we will win. That's a good one. Have you never heard of that I've, before? I've heard okay. of it, Kevin. Just making sure. That's um, my sense of humor, you know? Yeah, you don't have let's one. Get move, let's move oh, back yeah. to the Suns yeah. before so, talks anymore. So, I mean, besides <laughs> besides Devin Booker, there's real there's really no huge, like, scoring threat on this team, in all honesty. I mean... You're not scared he, of TJ Warren dropping 40? No. He just lit up... Uh, who did he light up the other night? Yeah, he did have a good game. But yeah, you're not... I think in general, you're just not that scared. Yeah. But, but the point I'm trying to make, although that was sarcastically said, is we're not at all, are we? See, that's the thing. He, he had a monster game the other night. I can't recall the team, but when he's playing the Wolves, there's not many players that I'm worried about getting off on us that are it's going to drop forty or fifty like that. Yeah, they don't have a player. You know, some teams have a player that whenever we play that specific team, they just seem to have the Wolves number. I don't really feel like the Suns have that player. 
You know, what's interesting is when Devin Booker and Carl Towns play each other, there's always a, usually a, a moment in the game where those two somehow go like really hard at each other. Do you remember last year that I think was it Towns that followed them pretty good in the lane? Yeah. And it was kind of like, it was for me watching it, um, covering the game. I'm like, dang, you know, that's your, that's your boy. Like he wrapped him up pretty hard. Right. I mean, whatever, you know, they probably laugh about it later, but it just, it, it gives you kind of that cringe worthy awkwardness feeling like, Ooh, that's his buddy. Yeah. Well, they're friends when they're off the court. Their enemies when they're on it. All right, so it's all wins across the yeah, board. I'm down. Yeah, I'm I'm okay with that. Uh, after that, the Wolves have a nice little uh, uh, day off, and then they take on uh, Ricky Rubio, Rudy Gobert, and the Utah Jazz. A revenge game, potentially, uh, if you will. Yeah, Rob, what do you think about this game? Well, it's tough. The Jazz are such a good team. And Rubio's played out of his mind. I've been I've been quite surprised. You know, we're all big Rubio fans, but I thought maybe it would take a look, him a little longer to maybe mesh. Did you guys see the other night he had his stat where he had 30 points and two assists? He did. Yeah. What is that? What kind of game is that for Rubio? It's just kind of a goofy thing. But he's just saying to the world, hey, if you want me to score a bunch of points, I I'd can't pass the ball. I mean, we're a, we're just a better team than he has at this stage. I, I just don't think they're on the same level as us. Well, let me say this. Our home opener against the Jazz, if it isn't for a clutch Jamal Crawford shot, that could have been a loss. They played us very well. The game started off very slow. Won, you're right. Jamal Crawford won that game. In, in, no question. It was to the Jazz's pace because as you can see now, as the season's played out, you know we're a 100-plus point scoring team. I think it was like, it was in like the high twenties, like halfway through the second quarter. Remember, do you remember the highlight of that game? Oh yeah, Rubio and and Jimmy Butler show off, and you know I could see the Jazz coming at at us. You cannot tell me that his Ricky's teammates aren't going to try and stick up for him because I I really think they've meshed well in Utah together. I just yeah. think you know here's the difference. So I don't think Rubio is the kind of guy that's ever going to back down. He always gives one hundred and ten percent, but. If you think about what's going to happen going into this game, I feel like Jimmy Butler is going into this game and he's like, I'm going to murder you. <laughs> you think? Honestly, I don't care how good Rubio plays. He's not Jimmy Butler. They don't have, they just don't have that. Like even Rudy Gobert, who let's just say, let's say he's their best player. I just don't see Rudy Gobert as the guy that's going to win you games. Like he's not just going to be like, I'm going to score 25 points. I'm going to, I'm going to take this game over. That's just not the way he plays. You know, for me, Jimmy Butler can come out and just make that huge difference. And given you remember his comments from last game when we played them, and he's like, "Stay out of the stay out of our locker room. You're not on this team anymore." I just think he's going to come in with that mind, that killer mindset, and he's going to find a way to win that game. What if he drops fifty two again? How great like he that? did last year. He, he doesn't really do that here, though. They've uh, Thibodeau talked about this recently, right? How he doesn't go into games with that I'm going to take over mindset. He wants other guys to kind of, he sets the table for other guys. He's trying to set up other guys to score. And eventually, you know, when the, the team kind of has gotten to the point where everyone kind of knows their role, then he's going to start stepping up and scoring more. And, and you've started to see that at times. I loved in, and this is, this team is so fun. I'm having so much fun this year. You guys, uh, <laughs> 
Butler says, Hey, if I, if I see towns open, I'm gonna pass it to him. If I see, if I see wig open, I'm getting him the ball. If I see Taj open, I'm probably looking him off and I'm driving it to the lane. Yep. I yep. mean, it just had me rolling. I, I love that type of, you know, just jabbing of, of a teammate, but it's all in good fun. I mean, you can tell this team is having a, a load of fun playing basketball. Things are clicking. Guys, I can't go off of it. I think this is a 3-0 and week. I love the momentum. I love the team building. At worst, it's 2-1. and one. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I, I think that I think that's fair. Uh so do we do we have time for shot clock, Rob, or should we get into uh, into second quarter here? What do you think? Yeah, I think we've got I think we have time for shot clock. All right. Uh so Rob, why don't you run down how shot clock works? Um I'm gonna need uh some headphones too, so I can listen to some uh some music here while it yep, is. so shot clock works very simple, like the name says. Uh, it's based on the NBA's twenty four second shot clock. So I will give a category and you have to name as many players in that category as you can in 24 seconds. It's very similar like NBA playoffs. It's best of seven, sometimes best of five, depending on how we're doing it, but it's best of seven this week. So I'll name a category and then whoever gets the most points wins that. Uh, and we go from there. So I think I'm up all time. Uh, but uh, um, Aaron always likes to go first. Uh, before we get into shot clock, once again, you are listening to the Howl radio show, the nothing but net channel on dash radio. Again, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, this is a game we like to call shot clock. Aaron, are you going to, are you going to go first again? Like you always do, even though I beat you. Yeah, I can. And, and for those listening, new listeners, uh, even old listeners, uh, maybe they haven't heard the game. And this is something we like to throw in during the first quarter, switch things up a little bit. You know, first quarter is always going to be our game recap, our game preview for the Minnesota Timberwolves. You know what happened that week and looking forward to the week ahead. And here we are with shot clock. This is a game that in my opinion takes Way too long for me to win, so I get bored sometimes. I have mental meltdowns. That he does. Right? I mean, it's hard. If you're listening, uh, whether you're in your car, uh, maybe you got your Sonos out, or your Amazon Alexa, you listen to Dash Radio, it's tough. If you think you can get the answers right, you know, I think you know later on in the season we plan on doing maybe some call-in, uh, guest appearance, you know, something like that. It's harder than you think. You know, when Rob's staring at you, giving you those googly eyes and and (laughs) things are happening, you know, you're in this, you're you're in, you're, yeah, you're in the studio, um, 24 seconds, it goes by quick. And and the trouble is your brain kind of just goes, and it's like the gears clogging. Yeah. It's, it's definitely a lot more difficult than you think it would be. You get tunnel vision sometimes too. You get focused on a certain player or a category and you just kind of lose track of stuff. That's right. Now take a breath. Okay. Are you guys ready? Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. Better believe it. All right. I'm going to turn on some music here. Uh, let's see. I never truly believe Kevin cannot hear me. But I haven't played music yet, but Rob can actually vouch that I am listening to music. Oh, yeah. You and Rob, two peas in a pod. I got this. All right. Oh, hold on. My uh, iTunes actually froze. Wow. Okay. Well, I'll let the people know how you really feel, Kevin. It's actually really upsetting. So we'll just listen to uh, some little dicky. Kevin over here with an ID ten T error. <laughs> Is the like frame it up for me here, Rob? 
are we are we dealing with themes here again? No, there's never really themes. Oh, okay. Necessarily. Although I guess a lot of these categories are going to be like le- current league leaders for statistics. Oh, current league so, leaders all right, in the first. So the first one, this is <coughs> total minutes played for this season. Just the top twenty players, and you have twenty four seconds. Go. Andrew Wiggins, Carl Anthony Towns, Jimmy Butler, Jeff Teague, Ricky Rubio, um, Blake Griffin, uh, LaMarcus Aldrich, Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, uh, Kyrie Irving, Al Horford, Dennis Schroeder. Um, let's go with uh, time. Yeah. Actually, you end up. You end up getting a little over, but uh, you got five. Not bad. Yeah. Some of the names you said you'd think would be on the list. Like Towns. I think that the game where he was didn't play as much. Oh, as that's right. That throws it off a little bit. Because you're not going minutes per game. It's total, total minutes. minutes played. Yeah. So that throws it off. <clears throat> All right, Kev, come on back. All right, so he got five. You got five. Okay. Yep. So here's All the, right. So basically, this is total minutes played, the top 20 players in the league for this season. Right? Okay, and and I mentioned this to Aaron. A lot of these are going to be this season's league leaders in a specific category, so you okay. can kind of mentally prepare. All right, all right. So get ready. Twenty four seconds. Go. Uh, Harden, Westbrook, LeBron, um, Kyrie Irving, Cat, Butler, Wiggins. Um. Oh, geez, Lonzo. I don't know why I just said Lonzo. Brent Giannis. Chris Stops, Carmelo, Paul George. Uh, Time. Give me a second here on these last few. Nope, nope, and nope. Nope, that's a tie. You guys both had five. Should we do a tiebreaker? Tiebreaker would be who's first person to name the player from Detroit that's on this list? Andre Drummond. Let me keep going. Reggie Jackson. Uh, John Lure, Marquise Morris. Uh, <laughs> I'll tell you when you're right. Keep going. Who, who the players. Players for- oh my goodness! Stanley Johnson. Oh, Avery Bradley. We don't stop guessing. Uh, we've literally said everybody we know that's on the not. Pistons. Well, I don't know how that's possible. What the heck on Detroit? All right, fine. We'll switch it up. Okay. Name the one player from Orlando that's on the list. Aaron Gordon. Alfred Payton. Alfred Payton. Evan Fournier. Ding. Evan Fournier. Woo! Who yeah. was the guy in the Tobias Pistons? Harris? Oh. How do you not know who Tobias Harris is? <laughs> it's the Pistons. I'll take names you should know for $100. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so 1-0 Kevin. Yep, 1-0 Kevin. Here that's on a, the Nuzzle But Net channel. Brutal loss. Good win. All right. Uh, Russell Westbrook on a farm is next up for Kevin in the headphones. Ooh, I like it. That's quality. All right, here we go. So you have 24 seconds, Aaron, and it's total three point makes. So three point field goals. Top 20 and go. Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson. Um, boy. Uh, J.J. Redick, um, DeMar DeRozan, Paul George, Carmelo Anthony, Russell, um, Jordan Clarkson, Otto Porter Jr. 
You only had three. Ugh. There's some surprising names on the list, actually. Oh, I know of two. So he only got three. Okay. So this one's very doable. Very All doable. Right. This should so be this in my wheelhouse. Total three-point makes. So three-point field goals on the season. On the season, okay. Yep, so 24 seconds. Go. James Harden, Belly, Paul George, Russell Westbrook, Kyrie Irving, Giannis, Jamal Crawford, Jeff Teague, Jimmy Butler, Lonzo Ball, Kyle Korver, LeBron James, Kevin Love, uh, Devin Booker. That's it. You took it. Four. Was oh, he had his thumb. Rob counts with his thumb. I knew I couldn't I, trust I, I you. My thumb. Oh, yeah, I did. You're right. You counts Fair with enough. his Fair thumb. Enough. He uses oh. his thumb for one. I love it. Love is, it, love is it. that a thing? Is I want somebody is. to look that one up for me, too. Is that 2 what, 0? What's the difference in somebody that. All right, throw some starts, music on Kev. Throw some music on All right, on. this is uh, Gift of Gab and uh, R.A. The Kevin's on his way to a sweep. I just, it's the music, man. It's okay. I am okay about laying down in this game. We're going to call Kevin the janitor this week. He's that's, going for the sweep. That's cool. All right, let's, <clears throat> let's pick a good one here, right? Yeah. Right, this is same deal. League leaders for this season, Aaron. This is total offensive rebounds. And you have 24 seconds. Go. Andre Drummond, Taj Gibson, um, Dwight Howard, uh, Nikola Jokic, um, Brooke Lopez, Clint Capella, Nick Vucevic, let's go with Joel Embiid, um, Christos Porzingis, Yusuf Nurkic, Oh gosh. I'm just verifying a couple names here. 17. Uh, got five. 17 correct. Five. You all started right. off like the first five were all correct. I was like, oh my God, he's got it. And then you just had a bunch of names that I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe those guys aren't on there. I just fell I off. I got thrown off too. In my head, you said Clint Capella, and I'm looking for a K. I don't oh. know why. <laughs> but so not bad. Thank you. Cool. But it, this is a tougher one. But it's doable. Okay. Gift, gift of Gab from Black Alicia's got me going on this one. Nice. It's a good track. All right. So you got to be five, 24 seconds. This is total offensive rebounds on the season. Ooh. And go. Chris Stops, Andre Drummond, Anthony Davis, DeMarcus Cousins, Cat, uh, Mozgov, Kuzma, Dirk, uh, LeBron, Kevin Love, Steven Adams. Carmelo, Paul George, um, Giannis, uh, Aaron Time. Gordon. You guys both tied five. Okay, so another. I can't tiebreaker. handle this suspense. Here is the tiebreaker. Let's get you a good one. Who's the one player from Atlanta on this list? Paul. Oh no, God, John Collins. That is correct. <sighs> That's 3-0. He's one away from the sweep. Let's go. My, I keep listening to this track. It's got to be the jersey. Yes. So Does anybody even know? Just, you didn't nobody's, explain this. Nobody's even said anything yet. So today I received <laughs> Nobody's even said anything yet. You're the guy with the jersey. For so I received it today in the mail. I've been waiting for a long time. It is my official customized, uh, the blue, the, it's the icon jersey, right? Is that what yep. it is? It's apparently not the road or the way because we yeah. found out last night, right? Home yeah. and home, and they got whites one night, blues the other. Uh, so it is a custom made Wolves icon, the blue jersey, with my one of my favorite Wolves players of all time on the back, Malik Seeley. Uh, shout out to Malik Seeley. 
This is a, a super sick jersey, and I it is it really is. I absolutely love it. I'll post a picture of it on Twitter at kdraves42 if you want to take a look and uh, bask in the glory. I I do want to give Kevin kudos, uh, paying the respects, and it literally when he saw the jerseys come out, you knew that was the first one you wanted yep. to get. So yep. it's not uh, it's not for attention. When they, it's because uh, the guy literally, I mean, really likes it, you know, cares about them. So when they when they released the lime green jerseys, um, I'm gonna probably get one of those as well. I gotta try to figure out though who I want to get. I'm stuck between uh, Oliver Miller and uh, um, Igor Rakosovich. Yeah, Igor Rakosovich. That happened. <laughs> I might do that now. That'd well, be awesome. Uh, I, I may I may throw up a Twitter poll on that again at KDraves42 if you want to see the Malik Seeley jersey. It will be on there in all of its glory. All right. Let me go back to this gift of Gab track because he is killing it right now. Speaking of killing it. So am I. Yeah, right? There it is. All right, Aaron. Here we go. This season, top 20 players, total turnovers. Total turnovers. And go. Um, Malik Monk, Lonzo Ball. Um, Kyrie Irving, LeBron James, Jeff Teague, Ricky Rubio, Dame Lillard, Goran Dragic, um, James Harden, Russell Westbrook. Oh man, I'm drawing a blank again. Time three. Ugh, that was a tough one. <clears throat> oh, sorry, no, no, sorry, four, four. Russell Westbrook was fourth. Yeah, so you got four. What did you just do? Gave you an extra one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Anyways. Uh-huh. All right. So he got four. Okay. Wow. So this is definitely beatable. This is for the win and the sweep. You, it, Kevin, if you have any, any, you know, I don't know what you want to call it. Honor amongst thieves. You know. All right. Here we go. All right. 24 seconds. Total turnovers on the season. Top 20. And go. Teague Wiggins, LeBron, Kyrie, Kristaps, Anthony Davis, DeMarcus Cousins, Lonzo, Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, um, Dennis Smith Jr., Paul George, Carmelo, Giannis, Brogdon, LaMarcus Aldrich, Marcus It's over. It's, over. it's way over. It's way over. I did it we without your champion. extra that I did hear. Yes, yeah. I did hear that one, but well, I still beat you. Yeah, how could it. you not? You had your headphones off and Rob just blatantly yeah. is like, I'll take the, the 4-0 sweep. That was good. Woo. Gosh, it just feels so <clears> good. <throat> I don't think I've, I think I've, I'm three and one on the season in shot clock. Yeah, I think that's right. It feels great. I got to put that in the, uh, in the doc. So, uh, well, that's, uh, that's a wrap on quarter one. Um, let's, uh, let's get into quarter two, which, is our talkers segment. Uh, we also got breaking down the game. We got a lot to talk about guys. Um, let's, let's get into quarter two first. This is let you down by NF. This is the intermission music coming up quarter two. Yeah. 
guess I'm a disappointment Doing everything I can, I don't wanna make you disappointed It's annoying, I just wanna make you feel like everything I ever do Is never trying to make an issue for you But I guess the more you thought about everything You were never even wrong in the first place, right? Yeah, I'ma just ignore you, walking towards you With my head down, looking at the ground, I'm embarrassed for you Paranoia, what did I do wrong this time? That's parents for you, very loyal Should've had my back, would you put a knife in my hands for? What else should I carry for you? I care for you, but Eventually, I bet that we could have made this work and probably would have figured things out. But I guess I'm a letdown, but it's cool, I checked out. Oh, you want to be friends now? Okay, let's put my fake face on and pretend now. Sit around and talk about the good times. That didn't even happen. I mean, why are you laughing? Must have missed that joke. Let me see if I can find a reaction. No, but at least you're happy. It's like we're on the of the howl on dash radio the nothing but net channel that was let you down by nf our intermission music as we get into the quarter two talker segment we start with a new segment uh that we've introduced to you this year it is called breaking down the game now in breaking down the game we will uh kind of go over a little bit more in depth a rule of the game or uh, something that uh, may not be fully understood or be hard to grasp a little bit there's some confusing things that we've already covered how about downright frustrating downright frustrating tonight we have something that i think a lot of people get but there's still some nuances of it rob what tonight's breaking down the game what do we break down tonight we're breaking down three second violations or the three second rule whether that's offensive or defensive now if you watch the game i will say this is something that's definitely not called consistently not at all offensively especially almost it's kind of like holding in football you know they say you, you can call holding on every play you could call three seconds in the lane 
very often. It has to be egregious. To me, it's like it's four, five, six seconds, so they're not calling it, to be fair. Or at least if you're making an effort. So we'll just go over kind of the, the rules more specifically from the rule book to give you an idea. And uh, we'll go over the offensive section second, and that's going to be a key one because I think there's some things in the offensive section that not everyone's aware of. So when you look at the defense at three seconds, the count starts when the offensive team is in control of the ball in the front court. So, it, you know, it's not started until they've actually, you know, moved the ball forward. Any defensive player who is positioned inside the 16-foot lane or the area extending four feet past the lane end line, they must be actively guarding an opponent within three seconds. And they say actively guarding means being within arm's length of an offensive player and in a guarding position. You know, we talk about guys that aren't maybe strong defenders. If you ever watch Shabazz Muhammad, I get that he's not the strongest defender, but he actually does a really good job of, of doing this. He'll back up. He goes into the lane when he's on the opposite side of the ball. And then when they start to swing it, you see him jump out and go to his guy. And he does a good job of making sure he doesn't stay in the lane for too long of a time. And if you guys have watched a lot of games this in this season's NBA, I've definitely seen a lot less defensive three-second calls, I feel like, than I have in the past. Yeah, to your point, Rob, what I like about that is, I mean, obviously them not getting the foul called against them or, or getting the penalty mm-hmm. uh, placed against the team is it's it's the awareness. It's the, the mental engagement into what is actually going on in the game because I think a sign for me at least is if a player is getting and just camping out in the lane, it's a lack of awareness sometimes. Now, granted there are players that just will openly exploit this because why not? But that's today's NBA. I mean, if, if you give them an inch, they're going to take a foot against a referee until there's a consequence. And that's just how, how it is. Um, But anyways, my biggest takeaway Rob is the awareness of, you know, popping in and out. Um, you see towns do it as well. Yep. Guys just have to be more cognizant of that, especially when you're, you're helping out. And that's now we can get into kind of the more nuanced portions of this rule. So any defensive player may play any offensive player. So if you're double teaming someone that counts as being, you know, at arm's length and then and guarding somebody, so they're not going to call it there. The defensive three second count is suspended when a player is in the act of shooting which I think not everyone's aware of that portion of it. There's a loss of team control. So like if an actual shot goes up, there's no team control at that point. The ball is technically loose. So it gets suspended them or a standard loose ball, like a yep. strip, uh, you know, any of that stuff. Uh, the defender is actively guarding an opponent. Obviously in that instance, they would stop counting. And then the other last two parts, the defender completely clears the 16 foot lane. So once you're out of the lane, like I mentioned, Shabazz does a really good job of that. Um, it is imminent the defender will become legal. So if you're making an effort to then become, so let's say you're, you're at that three-second count and you're clearly leaving the lane to go guard somebody, they're not going to call it. And that's probably part of the reason why we do see sometimes it seems like it's four or five seconds because they're a little more lenient when guys are making an effort to go in and out of the lane. It's when guys completely camp, like you mentioned, where you see it called more often. Well, in going back to your reference on when the defensive player is now guarding the offensive player, that's that shift where now it's the offensive three seconds where that player now has that count down to make an action with the ball, shoot it, pass it, get out of the lane, whatever the case may be, something has to happen. You see that a lot. 
on like deeper shots where the rebounders will go in and, and it's like yes. the guy will break natural shooting progression. Like he's got the open shot. He should have took it. He doesn't cause he's like scared or tentative or whatever the case may be. And then he'll pass it. Well, those rebounders, how many times do you see him get stuck yep. underneath the, the hoop three second call turnover. There yep. you go. So for anyone that's not aware, most people would be, I think that listen to this, this station, but for us, uh, one thing to keep in mind is if you're on defense and you do a call for this, it is a technical foul. Now, granted, it's not a technical foul that counts towards a personal, a person's technical foul. Yes. It's a team technical and it's one free throw. So that's something to keep in mind. In retaining the ball. Yep. And now we move on to offensive and the offensive. There's a few things that are kind of a little nuanced. So an offensive player shall not remain more than three seconds in the part of, of his free throw lane between the end line and extended forefoot off the court and the further edge of the free throw line while the ball is in control of his team. Now, for anyone that watches the Wolves, Jim Peterson has touched on this on, on some of the games where once a shot happens, then it resets. So, And you touched on this a second ago where some of you have guys that are in there waiting for the rebound and then a shot goes up or a guy fakes a shot and the guy stays in the lane and the ref's like, well, you didn't actually get out of the lane. He didn't take the shot. That's three seconds. But if a shot actually goes off, it does count as re that's a reason for it to reset. Now I was reading through this and if you don't really catch on to the way they're wording things, you don't realize it because they don't specifically call out shooting. They don't say a shot goes off that resets it, but you have to kind of, like I said, it's a little more nuanced when the ball gets shot, it's no longer in someone's control. And that's where what they mean by not in control anymore. And that's why it is a reset. Now they do go on allowance may be made for a player who having been in this area for less than three seconds is in the act of shooting at the end, at the end of the third second. So it goes back to, again, if you're making that effort to get out or if, if you're shooting the ball kind of right at the end of that three seconds, Again, they're they're going to be a little more lenient in that regard. Yeah, there's the. I mean, that just gives the referee um, that opportunity for interpretation of the rule, right? Yep, exactly. So they 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 kind of give you a little more leniency in certain situations. They do mention the three second count shall not begin until the ball is in control of the offensive team's front court. Same as in the defensive side, the ball actually has to be in the front court for any sort of thing to happen in regards to counting the three seconds. No violation can occur if the ball is batted away by an opponent. And obviously, if there is a penalty in this instance, since it's offensive, there's no penalty in terms of shooting. You just lose the ball, and the ball goes to the other team. Correct. It's a, just a turnover. Yep. yep. So that that is our breaking down the game here on the Nothing But Net channel on Dash Radio. And once again, this is at the Howl Radio. Quarter two. All right, let's uh, let's get into some talkers here. Um, first things first, guys. Uh, let's let's talk about the starting lineup. What do you want to know? Well, I guess my big question. I mean, obviously, we have you know with with Teague and Wiggins and Butler and Cat, basically four out of the starting five. Do you guys think? It was right to start Taj Gibson over Jang. Yes. Would 100%. you? 100%. Okay. Give me, give me some. Uh, Did my answer give you a, a well, reason to believe it work. wasn't 100%? Show, show your work. Okay. Uh, Thanks, ta- fourth grade math teacher. Yes. I, I like the, 
one, the veteran presence, even though Gorgie is no slouch by the imagination. I mean, he's played internationally. He's, he's competed in high-level basketball games for a, a lengthy period of time, had a great college career, etc. Um, Taj is his senior, though. Um, Taj, I think, gives us better flexibility uh, offensively. I think he can hit, uh, I mean, he, as you can see, he's hitting corner threes. Um, his mid range game is, is excellent. I love his effort. And I think the biggest key is his ability to guard multiple positions. He can guard five, four, three, you know, yeah, you'll, 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 if, if you see him on a two or a one, it's something's happened. It's a switch. That yeah. <laughs> it's, it's gone awry. Um, I think that's the biggest thing where Gorgie, I don't know, can give you that. I mean, he can, I mean, he will, I mean, he'll try. I'm not, I'm not knocking him, you know, and that's what happens when you kind of compare people together. It seems like a slight on the other. It's not at all. It's just that Taj, I think executes it better. And I think there's a bit of trust there with Tibbs. Um, ultimately what it does for us, this would be like showing your work times too, is it drops Gorgie to that second unit and it gives us, bench depth now granted if you were to throw Taj down there yes you'd have that bench depth as well however just after watching these guys play it just feels like a natural fit for me it feels like one cohesive unit which visually and and watching the game that's very important for me I want to see that it seems uniform it seems like it's all one oiled machine and Gorgie off the bench I'm really getting used to that at first I was how's this gonna all work out but now that I've really tempered my expectations and understand how they're utilizing them and what to expect from on a nightly basis I'm 100% okay with it Rob you know you mentioned kind of having to get used to Jang off the bench it's pretty clear that Jang has had to get used to getting off coming off the bench because he struggled a bit to start the season and he's starting to get a little better. I do think what kind of helped kind of kick him into gear was Towns having that game where he was in foul trouble. Ever since then, I think Jang's been a little better. He's still not great. We're still not seeing the Jang that we got last year. That guy that was just money from mid range, you know, really kind of fought on the defensive end. I'm still not seeing that Jang, but we're closer than we were before. And it's a, it's a big difference to go from starting the last two years to all of a sudden you're coming off the bench. Yeah, huge adjustment period. Yeah, I think we can agree that that's tough. Uh, One added layer, if you if you don't mind, Rob, is what I expect, and this is, I know I've been selling this hype of the team. It's because I see so many opportunities and realistic chances for the Wolves to improve. One of which is the fact Gorgie not having to play so many minutes. I think down as the season turns into, you know, the 50, 60, 70 games is going to be fresh and have a a larger impact. And not to mention, he'll be more integrated within the role and working with that second unit. I just expect better and better from him, to be honest with you, because like Rob, you were just saying he had a great, great season last year. He was money from 18 feet. Yeah. He really, that mid range, that just didn't go away. Like, that's still within him. And I expect him to just continue playing quality and solid basketball. He's never been a guy when I watched him play for the wolves. That is like, you know, it's not like he's putting up 17 shots and he's going, you know, four for 17. He's shot you out of a game. He's very solid. Yeah, I agree. You know, before we move on to anything else, when we talk about the starters, part of the reason I, I like this talker 
Now, this is from uh, before the last two games, I want to say. But Alan Horton had, had sent this out uh, via Twitter. 16 lineups have played 75-plus minutes so far this season. The Wolves starting five. So, you know, Teague, Butler, Wiggins, Gibson, Towns. They, as far as ranks, first in minutes, fourth in offensive rating, 10th in defensive rating, eighth in net rating. So just based on those stats, our starters really have looked good so far this season. So say it one more time. So uh, there's 12 units that have played 75 16, or more. 16. 16, yep. but we're 12th in defense. That's a, that's a little... 10th in defense. 10th in defense. Sorry, I got that all mixed up. Anyways, I, I would like to see that number rise. And again, this is a part of why I'm so high on them right now, is I think it definitely will. And, you know, those are great numbers. And, and that's a testament to what we've been talking about on the show here for the last couple of weeks. Yeah, you know, when you expand and you get away from just the starters, if you guys remember this from last night, Jim Peterson talked about how, I think it was going into last game, we were second to last or, or dead last in terms of opponent field goal percentage. Yes. But just visually, you can clearly see we're playing better. Yes. I think we are. Teams do seem to shoot a good percentage against us, but we clearly are playing better defense when you're noticing opponents' overall scoring is going down. So at least that's a step in the right direction. One of my biggest concerns was these starts teams are getting against us. There's out of the gates. I'm, I'm seeing, you know, take for instance the other night when, uh, oh, who is it? Was a sh- shot 67% on us? Oh, oh the, Pacers. the Pacers. You know, I mean, that's ridiculous. You can't have that, right? But I've seen other teams get off to hot starts against us. It goes back to last year. Remember, I used to beg. It's like Wiggins, come out, put your stamp on the game early. You know, drop fifteen killer in the first instinct. quarter. Yeah, get that killer instinct to just let your presence be known. I'm looking forward to the Wolves to start to do this in the first quarter. Get out to that early lead, and then they're basically working with a ten point lead the whole game. You've seen it the last three games where essentially second and third quarter they're shifting gears, they're taking control of the basketball game. These are the positive signs, this momentum, which has ultimately led to this five game win streak and us sitting here at seven and three tops in the division and tied for second overall in the Western Conference. Yeah. Uh, So real quick, just kind of circling back to Gorgie and not being in the starting lineup. Aaron, you and I kind of talked a little bit about it last night watching the Charlotte game. What do we do with Gorgie then? I mean, do we look to move him? I mean, look at how much money he's making. Yeah, I mean it's it's significant. His, his minutes his I, I saw uh, just recently here. So he went from thirty two point four minutes per game last season. He's averaging thirteen point eight through the first five games of the season. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you this: with guys that you know are are on the trading block already at this point in the season, couple names include Mario Hazonia. Julia Okafor, just to name a couple. Those guys aren't making Little a lot day, of money, you know, but they're they can be solid players on this team, especially coming off the bench. Do you look to maybe save some cap space and move on from Gorgie and maybe, you know, see if maybe you can dump a, a Cole Aldridge contract in there too, kind of thing? What do, what do you do with Gorgie? Well, I mean, that would be tough to pair of a, a Gorgie and a Cole and in, in, in the same trade. Kevin. Yeah. I mean, he, I mean, what is that like 
20, that's 20 some million, I think right there in annual contracts. So, um, with that being said, it's all about the expectation. I've used this word a handful of times when speaking about him. It's, it's too difficult. If you look at it in terms of how much you're paying him to say, okay, he needs to earn that much, whatever that means. Right. I mean, last night he had 15 and 11 from the bench. That's not a bad deal at all. Yeah. So when you, when you think about them, you got to think quality. You have to understand that only so many guys can play so many minutes, you know? So if you're putting, if you're bringing on another player that's going to play, you know, the seventh guy, eighth guy role for you, you know, what kind of impact do you expect from them? You know, 15 and 11, that's really good. But, and, and I get it too. When we, when we signed Gorgie to the deal that we did, he was our starting four. And we wanted to keep him. There was, you have to look at time and circumstance. The way the NBA market was, is if we didn't pay pony up that money, he was gone. Then yep. we had a team without a start with a starting four. We, you know, it, it would have been tough. You had a guy who was clicking good with cat. I think that led to a lot of it. But even as a backup, he was the money he got paid. You're right. Was, was actually solid money at the time. We all thought this was some great deal. Yeah. Like he, even as a backup, he would have been actually fine to be paid that. Yeah. Bottom line is Kevin is moving on from Gorgie would take, Something I think uh, pretty substantial return, probably a pick. If you're looking Plus he's at that Thibs guy, I just don't see Thibs saying, "Yeah, I think it's time to move on." So I don't see it happening. I want to make two points clear: is one to understand that concept, that theory it would be you'd have to know really what the Wolves' game plan is between Tibbs and Layton, which they're probably one of the tightest lip shifts right. I've I've ever seen. I don't know. I can't put a beat on them, so I don't know what they're what they're going to be going for. If you're looking for cap flexibility, I could see that as being a thing. Um, with that being said, I think he stays. I, I don't think there's any type of movement, and I'm I'm completely comfortable him being on this team. I think he's a great locker room guy, great character guy, stand up person. I want a player like Gorgie on this roster. Plus, if he's not there, all of a sudden I don't look at our bench as being a big strength. Because Gorgie can come in and can play a little bit of four if he needs to. He can obviously plays the five. I think you lose some flexibility if Jang's not there anymore. Correct. It's it's uh, your opportunity cost. If all of a sudden you move on from him, I mean, you got to have... And you're not going to get some great player. If anything, you might have to give something up in addition to him. Yes. Like a pick or something. That's the same thing we saw with Cole Aldrich over the offseason. Yeah. Certain guys just don't have the value you'd hope they'd have. And unloading that contract it's just not that easy. Exactly. Next up. Yeah, uh, so it was recently announced uh, the draft lottery is officially May 15th in Chicago. Road trip, let's do it. Yeah, uh, so it's the same yeah. weekend as the, the Rob's NBA wedding anniversary. Combine. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Which is why I thought it was interesting, is that they kind of matched it up with the Combine now, which they hadn't done in the past. Interesting. They are really condensing the schedules, aren't they? On, on, on all phases. I mean, it's, you know, they, everything, they want to make sure everything kind of matters. Well, I, lo- I mean, we're here in Minneapolis. Um, Chicago is a hop, skip, and a jump away from us. We can get there with these drive, fly, bus, whatever. But I like that. So it's, so it's May 15th in Chicago, 
And that's going to be the eve of the start of the draft combine. So the next day, what I like about this is so teams are going to go and right away, they already know where they're picking. You kind of have an idea of where guys are at. I like it. I think this is good. Very exciting stuff. I, the draft lottery for me is, um, you know, it's been a positive. It's been a negative. I've had a great experience. I mean, obviously the most memorable is when we, we hit the number one with towns and yeah. we all as, as diehard wolves fans and, you know, maybe some of our new listeners here on dash radio, um, you know, here we are on the nothing but net channel. If you haven't seen the video of flip losing his flip Saunders, I'm talking about just loses mind after we get the pick. I mean, it's, it's just joyous to watch. I mean, if you ever need a pick me up in your day, watch that when they're in the, in the war room there, you know, it's, it's, it's where he just says, I'm greedy. I'm greedy. I want yeah. one more. Give me one. Yeah. more. You know, it's just, uh, you know, that's magical stuff right there. Um, the thing legends are made of, I, I'd say. Yeah, so, I um, the lottery is an exciting time for us basketball heads. I mean, there's a reason why people are tuning into uh, nothing but net channel to listen to hoops all day. Uh, you know, it's, it's a reason why we put seven days of basketball coverage out on this channel. So um, exciting stuff. I mean, I'm looking forward to it. I think the NBA is doing some fantastic things. I love the location and the, in the venue. Uh, it should be a fun time. Book your tickets now. Well, and it shouldn't hopefully for the Timberwolves. Draft lottery shouldn't matter. It should not, unless we make a trade. Or unless <laughs> OKC tanks. Because don't we have OKC's first round pick this year? Is that next year? That's, uh, that, that's for next year. We have their pick for next year. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I mean, it's protected somewhat. Yeah, I remember that. Okay. We're not well, getting, book it right here. Aaron Groshan said it. We're not going to be in the lottery this year. I hope so. It's been a while since there's no he's hold been necessary, Kevin. Let's not jinx it, though. Let's not jinx yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, not jinxing nothing. Let's uh, let's move into uh, Eric Bledsoe news. Uh, Eric Bledsoe still on the trading block. There was a three-team trade that almost was. Rob, you want to fill us in on this one? Yep. So, uh, and you can get this. I, I actually saw this uh, uh, by at Jake Fisher. He's with SI.com. So just to go over this, New Orleans was the third team involved in, in the Eric Bledsoe to Detroit talks. So it would have been obviously the Suns the Pistons and the Pelicans. So they had a long trade talk. People actually thought there was a good chance it could happen. It sounded like there was a, a pretty close talk. Phoenix would have received Detroit's 2019 first round pick, New Orleans, 2018 first round pick, Alexi Ajinka and Omer Ashik. Detroit would have acquired Bledsoe, who the Suns, you know, obviously are trying to move after that. I don't want to be here tweet. And just given he doesn't really fit the direction this, team is going as kind of a rebuilding franchise uh, the deal would have gotten reggie jackson to new orleans that's a guy i guess they've coveted for a while and would have given them more shooting more playmaking on the perimeter reggie jackson and comboed with drew holiday it's interesting um huh. and it's two guys that aren't always healthy so that's kind of a goofy pairing to me too but they've been in pursuit on, as far as this article says reggie jackson is a guy that new orleans has wanted for a while so you know, they really pushed to get this deal done. Obviously in the end, the teams couldn't come to an agreement though. And this would have been nice for the Pelicans. Not only do they get Reggie Jackson, they get rid of those two large contracts. They've been trying to push for a while. So to me on the surface, anyways, this seems like a pretty good win, 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 but obviously something, you know, there was obviously some sort of wrench wrench in the works. Yeah. I wonder who held that one up. I, I would have to say the rest of the league, maybe. Cause like, it seems like these three teams all made out fairly well. Boy, in 
the flip side of that, Rob, is I want to say I'm surprised something isn't finished yet. I think Eric Bledsoe, by putting all that stuff out there, really put the Suns in a tough spot, essentially lowering his value to the Suns organization to other teams because they know he wants out. And look back at how many other guys look, you know, you have Paul George that did that. I mean, it's, it's yeah. becoming Kyrie Irving did the same thing. It's really frustrating when got Kevin Love, that's another example. Guys have been doing this for the longest time and you always, well, almost always, because obviously in the Kevin Love case, you know, the Wolves were fortunate enough to still get full value. But in many of these instances, these players are really screwing the teams over. And the funny thing is a lot of these guys, let's say they're with teams and they're maybe they kind of hold a grudge because the team didn't handle something appropriately. Well, the second you start doing that, to me, you kind of tip the scales because now I'm not necessarily mad at the team as much. I'm kind of mad at you because you went out of your way to kind of screw this team over you've been with. Well, let's, let's flip the coin here, Rob. If you're the player, I mean, should the Suns have maybe had some iota of a clue? This guy's unhappy. He wants out and look to do something. You know, what happened to the day and age where these guys can't, they can't just talk, sit down together, have a dinner, but you're not helping your, and just say, Hey, I want out. Okay. You know, here's the deal guys. I, you know, I, I'm pretending I'm Eric Bledsoe right now, guys, I'm done. I'm out. This isn't work. It working for me. Move me on. Otherwise, you know, FYI, going to the media, I can do that and make a deal happen. But it, but it, maybe it's a testament right then and there. Now that I've just kind of talked it out, is that's his hatred for the team. Is he just like screwing or tweeting? So if, this is the scenario you have to look at. If you're a player and you want out of a certain franchise, whatever franchise, doesn't really matter. If you want out, there's no benefit to going public because the second you go public, your value has decreased. All you need to do is just go to your team and say, look, guys, I'm demanding a trade. I don't want to be here anymore. And if that gets out, it's not on you. It's on the franchise. And, and you've kept your value. And now there, it's even more likely you're going to get traded. The tough part with Bledsoe, and this actually, to springboard off of this, they've talked about how now he's back at the team facility, not with the team necessarily, but to train and actually still you know, keep up with his conditioning for when he does get traded. But if he hadn't said anything... Would he already be traded? I think very possibly he might have already been traded. I think so too, Rob. And that's that's sort of the point I was getting at. But then once you kind of talk it through and you think, yeah, you could have done it the amicable right. way, it makes you lead to believe that that must be the level of disgust that he has for somebody or the organization to just say, you know what, enough's like enough. Like you're so upset, you don't really think it through. Right. You kind of let your emotions get the best of you. And we've all done that. Now, granted most people don't do it on the large scale that he's done it. This is, we're talking a millionaire. We're talking a large contract and this is kind of a big business decision. So it's, it's kind of tough. You, I think when you're, when you're in professional sports, I know people are human, but you almost need to go that extra mile to hold your emotions in check. Here's the thing, because we are a Timberwolves show and I'm a diehard Wolves fan. I would love to see Mr. Bledsoe end up in the Eastern Conference. So whatever has to happen to send a good player out of the Western Conference, because it feels like the all the, the Western Conference is getting all the good talent. Let's ship some over to the East and uh, keep things moving. Oh, can we can we shut down this? By the way, I saw I saw people on Twitter like, could we send you know Gorgie Jang and Cole Aldrich for Eric Bledsoe, or like you know Baz and Aldrich like. That's not happening. I'm not even sure if that's a pipe dream. That's like a dream you have when you're on the pipe. Like that's <laughs> that's what that is. I like that. Boom. 
of Rob Hessism dropped on the listeners on Dash Radio. I love it, Rob. That's what I'm talking about. All right, let's uh, let's get into another one here. Uh, our Iowa Wolves, the down south franchise, oh, uh, has actually started their season. Yeah, their first game was this last Saturday at the new Wells or new to the Wolves Wells Fargo Arena down in Des Moines. Which, by the way, there's the one game where the beer's cheap. Yep. Yes, the one two dollar beer night, <laughs> and, and we're like, "Oh, we got to make it down for a Saturday game. It's two dollar beers. This would be fantastic." And there's like one. That was it. That was that. Nope. They play Saturday the twenty third. But but of course, you know, it's Christmas. Yeah. Like you're not exactly like, yeah, I'm gonna go to Kay. Iowa now. Saturday the thirtieth. Lies. No. When we look when you looked this up last week. I remember you saying how there's there was almost none. No. Saturday, January twenty seventh. I don't know what schedule you were looking at, Aaron. I'm uh, going to call this user error. Saturday it's the 3rd of February. It's another ID10 error. <laughs> yeah, another ID10 error. ID10 error. Aaron, Aaron is struggling. Saturday, March 17th. Okay. So there's options. Okay. Okay. Enough. I'll Enough. Stop. But the first game for the new Iowa Wolves as a G League affiliate, the Iowa Wolves against the Lakeland Magic. The Wolves pull out the win. 96 92 and they were down i was kind of following along with this game they were down for a while actually too so kudos to them to, to pull it out so they were led by mellow trimble who had 26 points and anthony brown who had 25 points for That's the wolves two, one of our two-way guys uh elijah Millsap had 15 sean williams with 13 and emil jefferson had 11 I got to be honest with you, those are some really good basketball players you just named off for a D-League team. I mean, that's an amazing thing right now with these, or G-League, pardon me, the, these G-League rosters, there's some really good talent. Yeah, I, I think there's definitely some guys that have some talent. You know, that Anthony Brown, he was one of the top picks, I think, last year. Might have been the top pick in the D-League draft. So there's definitely some talent there. And he's one of our two-way guys. And that's one of the reasons they brought him in. And he showed it. He played really well. Mellow Tremble is another guy. He's a young player. Just really hasn't panned out yet. He's a you know four-year guy. Yeah, for those listening around the Minneapolis area, I mean, Big Ten basketball, He Mellow Tremble played for Maryland, had a fantastic four-year career with Maryland. Um, you know, really a pure scorer. You know, they list him as a point guard, correct? But I, I just put him as a combo guard in my eyes. I think he's more of a scorer than a than a, a facilitator. Oh, he but, dropped seven dimes in this game. Hey, there you go. So if you can keep that up, that's big. Balling. So, I mean, there's reasons to watch. There's definitely some players that they brought in. You know, I liked the addition of Mel Tremble because it's kind of like when you see in the NFL and, and at the end of the draft, there's all these teams fighting for all these undrafted free agents. And you kind of want, it's almost like a lottery. And you're like, maybe I can, maybe I can hit on the lottery. Maybe I can grab a powerball. And and guys like Melo Tremble, Anthony Brown, you're kind of hoping maybe you find like that diamond in the rough. No doubt, Rob. Uh, so coming up for the Wolves, they actually play here on Tuesday uh, against the Agua Caliente Clippers. That's a cool name. Loosely translated, Fire names in the is TV, the by the way Hot Water Clippers. Or the, is it the fire water? Caliente. I took French. Just stay, say it one more time. Agua Caliente hot Clippers. Water Clippers. Hot water Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> it just flows nice, and then, too. And then there's us, the Iowa Wolves. Yes. Uh, and then Thursday, 
they I mean, they got a bunch of games coming up here. So Thursday they take on the Northern Arizona Suns, as well as Saturday the Northern Arizona Suns. Uh, so I three like the games. Memphis Hustle. That's a great name. That is. I do like that. Uh, Texas Legends. I like. But I guess a lot of these are kind of just a city and a blah. So I uh, guess we're not the only Sioux one. Falls. Sioux Falls Sky Force. I am a fan of. You know the, Bel- the Delaware Eighty Seveners. Yes. So well, it's good. I think there's history behind that, if I'm not mistaken. I believe there is. But there's reasons well. to watch. There's definitely reasons to watch the G League. What do you guys think of the the whole Gatorade branding? I like it. It throws me it, off because I just said D League. So just like for that purpose, it, it's it been it's off. been good but subtle at the same time. Like props to Gatorade for not trying to over overstep it. Like it's it's the G League. And by the way, for anyone that's not aware, so in the past the D League, you could watch games via YouTube. One of the things they've changed now is all the games that as long as they're not nationally televised games, they're all going to be streamed live on Facebook live. Awesome. So something to keep in mind, free basketball coverage for, and that's all the games. So the nationally televised games are going to be when sometimes they'll have like NBA TV games. Yes, correct. Uh, The G league showcase is probably going to be something that's going to be NBA TV based, but for the most part, you can watch any of those games on Facebook live. For our basketball heads, I mean, it's it's really, I mean, we are in full swing right now. You got college basketball kicking off. G League basketball is out here. Uh, NBA season is is up and going. I mean, this is our this is our time. It is, and you are listening to the Howl on the Nothing But Net channel on Dash Radio. Quarter two is our Wolves Talker segment. Uh, Rob, I know you differ a lot in uh, in this opinion. Uh, Aaron, I know you saw it last night. Carmelo Anthony got ejected during the Blazers Thunder game on uh, on Sunday night. And guys, I for one think that he deserved an ejection. Yeah, I couldn't disagree more. They said it was unnatural. So if you watch the video, they actually go into they they actually asked the referees that made the call as well as one of like the the expert officials and they all they all agreed that it was unnatural i i couldn't disagree more he's going up for the shot he tries to draw some contact for me w- when they say it's unnatural it almost implies that it's on purpose and i i don't think it's at all on purpose aaron do you well what would be the opposite of yeah i mean unnatural it just you can easily draw the correlation that it was intentional um which is crazy to me so yeah, it would, it would probably, it would, that play would be the first reverse layup, intentional elbow shiver to the face that I've ever seen. And I get that it's a flagrant foul too, or even if it's a one, I get that intent doesn't matter. <laughs> I get that. But if you're watching that, I don't know how you can call. I mean, the call on the floor is a foul on the player. How do you take away the foul and be like, Oh no, not only is it not a foul on him, it's a flagrant foul too on you and you're out of the game. That's crazy to me. That's so the crazy to me. the crew chief uh, gave his uh, his explained his ruling and he said we deem that the contact was excessive and that it was not a natural basketball move where he seeks out Nurkic hits him in the face with an elbow and then goes back to the basket. So because it's unnatural and it's deemed excessive, it is a flagrant two. I just don't see how you can say it's unnatural. Well, like I said in my, I mean, in my argument with you, Rob, was that he seemed to go away from the basket to make the contact with Nurkic, and then 
attempt to, to make the bucket. And, and then Car- all the then Carmelo attacked. But but it's it's different. There's a difference between what Carmelo did, and there's a difference between what a lot of guys do when they try to draw contact. If you look at it, it it really looks like Melo goes out of his way to try to draw the contact. Well, then you know what? Then hold on. And then Melo is one of the most methodical. You know what's yes. you ever will see yes. because because to 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 be in a game and catch and do all that and and be like. I got to seize the opportunity. There he is. Elbows up. Boom. Smash. It's just, it, it, it's ridiculous. The whole, and oh, Rob, I'll let you go here in a second, man. But what kills me with this is that play there. And then we talked about re, when we re, recapped the Wolves game earlier against the Pelicans, when, when DeMarcus cousins, like, flops on Carl Anthony Towns and then because of it the momentum of Towns hands you know brushes his nose it's a foul now on Towns I mean like what world are we living in where you you get brushed up on your face a little bit in the game it, every game I've ever played in if that play would have happened it'd have been like tough luck chuck for that defender you know you should have just got out of the way or you know what that's a fall on you man like you hit my arm I'm in the shooting motion and your face hit my arm. That's a foul on me. Not the other way around. I, I think it's absolute garbage. I can't stand it. And I think it's, it's babying the NBA. It's making it softer than it already is. And I mean, I, but I come from the era where like, and I didn't even come from the tough era. I loved the, the early nineties teams. I love that style where, you know, you could get physical and that was a part of the game was toughness. You know, I, I look at this, you know, you mentioned going away from the basket. How many, do you ever see when a guy's on like a fast break and there's a defender pretty close to him and then you kind of go to shoot and you shoot backwards. And so you jump into the guy that's behind you. That's a foul on the guy behind you every single time. Yeah. And it's, and it's something that's taught. Coaches will teach that. Yeah. It's not you're, really you're that feeling much different the than defense. what you did here. You're feeling the defense yep. brush up against you. You're, you're banking on the fact that the defense can't react fast enough to you stopping. Yep. And in this case, he's now he's coming from the side. I get that, but he's still a guy that's coming in too quickly. So Carmelo says, "Look, he's coming in. He's going to hit me, but I got to I got to pump fake to get him to hit me." I think so I he think goes you're, to pump fake. And it's he, no, and that's what happens. It's also no different. The same same. I would put it in the same light as in transition. If you got a defender on your hip. Left or right, don't matter. You, you, you lean into them yeah. to create the space and then go the other way. This was this was absolutely out of the realm. Plus, Carmelo nails Nurkic in the face with an elbow. An unnecessary elbow. I mean, I'm watching the video right now. If you look I, I, at I could argue that his face doesn't necessarily hit his elbow. That was what is that was exactly no, okay, what I was gonna look, say. So I've got it up right here. So he the, runs in out of control. He's so he's at the low block on the near side, ready to go up to dunk. Instead of taking a direct path towards the hoop, he instead moves basically out. He was anticipating the contact, but guys do it all the time. It didn't. That's that. No, that is excessive. Out of your mind, Kevin. Uh, no, I'm not out of my mind. It's a sham. You know what? Twitter poll. You know what? How hot, hot topic, topic, baby? Let's go. First one of the year. I love yes. it. Okay. Was Carmelo's ejection justified? Was it? Was it right? We got to know, Aaron. Can Rob, you put the, are you going to no, Rob's going to tweet it out. Rob's going to put Rob's the poll the up. Tweet master here at the Howell Radio. Uh, Tag is, is uh, Carmelo's 
ejection. You got to use the hashtag NBA to find it. Yep. Is Carmelo's ejection justified? Is it right? You can vote. We will discuss on next week's show. I am very curious to see what people think. Dude, we were like twinning there for a second. We were. We were on the same wavelength, which doesn't happen often for us. Um, (laughs) Guys, we keep having issues with these new Nike jerseys. Yeah. I mean, now Ben Simmons is a victim. I think we've had around eight. The Ben Simmons one's really funny. Because his jersey's like ripped to shreds and there wasn't even much contact. And he turns, looks to the ref like, like Yeah. I, I was like destroyed. Uh, look at me. Like, like to, to, <laughs> that was to, to steal from our uh, our New York Knicks uh brothers from uh, nothing but net. That's uh that's <laughs> those guys thing. are awesome. By the man. way, yeah, a shout out to them. If you have not listened to uh the Nick of Time, it is a must listen every week. And that's yes. one of their segments, bruh. But that's it. It is. Seriously, a, it has got to be. He the looks at the best. referee just with that face. Like, what are we even doing? What are these? Yeah, that's the best Knicks show I've ever heard in my entire life. I'm not a fan of the Knicks because I grew up hating them because of Michael Jordan in the Bulls. But I can listen to Knicks basketball if those guys are doing it, man. That's amazing. But let's go back to the jerseys. Yeah. What, what do you mean, want to talk about, Kevin? Lance Lance Stevenson just. Basically, it just gets a little grab. Well, it's like his thumb. It's just, and it's yeah, gone. And it is just gone. Gone. It's like a breakaway. You know. And, he, and yeah, I mean, he just he just looks right at him. And is like, are you are you serious right now, Bruh. Like, Bruh. that's what's actually happening. And shout out to the Sixers. They are. I I've been saying for a while that the Sixers are a team that you that you can't mess with, and they are on the come up. And getting JJ Redick in the offseason is great for this team. JJ Redick won't be around long enough when the Sixers need him the most. No, but but he's going to help. He's he's a, he's a great help now and we're seeing Joel Embiid and we're seeing, you know, Ben Simmons is tearing it up. I right now he's my my rookie of the year. Um uh, my dark horse just off topic for just a second, my dark horse for the rookie of the year running. I don't know if he'll win, but I think he'll finish very well. Don't say Donovan Mitchell. John Collins, the Atlanta Hawks. I think he, because Wake be, Forest, right? Yeah. yeah. Because Atlanta is right now a bottom feeder team. They beat, the Cavs. they beat the Cavs, but John Collins is getting some really good run. Once they got rid of Paul Millsap, he's putting up some decent numbers for what they really expect out of them. Are you done with your rant? John Collins, Dark Horse. Yeah. All right. That's, uh, let me just set the table here because, you know, we're in the Talkers segment, second quarter of the Howl. You're listening to us on the Nothing But Net channel. Kevin, let's get back to what we really were trying to talk about here on Dash Radio, and that was the torn Nike jersey epidemic. Yes. I mean, did they got to come up with a second version of these things? Or put some, you know what they should do? Uh, what's the Nike got? The Firewire. Yeah, they need to integrate some firewire in those suckers so they don't tear. The well, you know, when they they had them in the old NFL jerseys and they ran into issues with them. They did. So if you look at a lot of the jersey, that's redesigns, right. They did by the by the shoulders. Yeah, they and had stuff. it in the collar and, then, and, and the in collars. the shoulders. And if you look at the jersey redesign, uh, there was an article that posted on it for the NFL. Like over seventy five percent of the teams got rid of the flywire in the collar and in the shoulder because of the issues that they were having with it. So uh, I don't know if flywire, it was flywire a is good for thought. shoes. 
it's good for shoes, but that's where it should stay. All right. Well, Nike's smart enough. They make, I mean, let me tell you this. Um, not to talk all, get all up in the brands and whatnot, but somebody asked me the other day, they said, if you had to pick one clothing brand that you would have for the rest of your life, which would it be? And I was, I was thinking about it and like, you know, obviously some of the high end stuff comes to mind, but like Nike is like a pretty obvious choice for me because you can get anything, you know, sandals, boots, shoes, basketball, you know, dressy stuff. I mean, yep. everything. I mean, it's, it, it's the vast array is amazing. You get a great golf selection, right? If you're there for everything, you can't roll out on the course in Versace, you know, golf, yeah. you know, see, but I think really Nike's only competition within the golf segment of like the athletic brands would be Puma. But like, Adidas. Yeah, I could say, but I mean, Puma, Puma's like high on golf. Yes. But like Puma isn't really much else in that segment. Like Nike, you look at them, they're basketball, they're baseball, they're football. They're not hockey, but hockey's not huge really outside of Minnesota and a lot of the northern, uh, the northern states. Yeah. So that's a, it's a smaller market, but they just, they dominate on so many fronts. Rob. Why are we having such a hard time talking about basketball jerseys ripping? What is the solution? <laughs> Talk to us. I don't know. It's tough. Hey, actually, uh, maybe maybe go to China and get the jerseys like my UCLA jersey, my Boz jersey. That thing is solid. Yeah, my Sharif Abdul Rahim Grizzlies jersey is not ripping. What do you mean go to China and go? That's where they, I'm just saying. It's just manufactured where, in China. That's where mine was manufactured. And shout out to whoever it is that made my jersey, but. Well, fantastic. It'll fade it, in three washes. In all fairness to your not. jersey, Rob, I'm sure it's wonderful and all, but was Lance Stevenson tugging on it? He was, in fact. Okay. Well, <laughs> oh, my God. Well, what do we do? I mean, is there any... Is, okay. Outside of just people complaining about the jerseys ripping, has anybody... Have you seen anybody come up with, like, what a possible solution? Has Nike made a statement? Well, I haven't my, my seen thing statement. is Nike said nothing. Well, of course not. Why would they? It's kind of like if you don't talk about it, it's not happening. Yeah, yeah that's the uh, head in the sand approach. That never really works yep. out very good. I, I gotta say though, I gotta say yeah. though, this jersey is super comfortable. Well, yeah, because you're not, you know, in a basketball game with it. Looks wise, probably it's probably very lightweight. Whatever. And I I told you last week when we kind of started teetering on this topic was it's the lightweight it's it's too th- you know they're trying to this this wicking the the breathability yep all that it's gotten so thin yep well let's let's wrap it up there send us your thoughts on twitter at the howl radio on the uh on what we should do with these nike jerseys the howl hot topic we got two howl hot topics could it be I mean, we haven't done it for four weeks. I got, so we got so excited. We got four more to do. So. Okay, okay. We'll just stick with the one. Let's let's do that. So let's get into the third quarter. But first, uh, we uh, feature a couple tracks this week from one of our supporting partners, uh, Rhyme Sayers Entertainment. This is uh, Aesop Rock with a couple tracks, Hot Dogs and Train Buffer. You are listening to the Howl Radio, the Nothing But Net channel, exclusively on Dash Radio, halftime on The Howl. We're so excited, we don't know what to do because we're about to re-enter the level above human. I couldn't have had a better life than I've had these 21 years. And if it was good here, I know it's been twice as good when you get up there. 
This isn't a troubling circumstance. Don't take it as that. It's just a gateway, just a doorway. What we're doing is we're going home. We're going home to those individuals who sent us here to do this task. And this is the happiest and joyous thing that you can... Exorcist. I will not be checking messages. Why should I be? Special is as special does. You aren't special just because. Yes, your mother said you was. That's pretty much what mothers does. Someday I may find a plot to roam the earth with zero strings. Cut the tether, float this feather over eastern seaboard winds forever. Like seaborne kings invested in the froth and fog, they'll talk of his adventuring and call him things like salty dog. He freed like a bajillion prisoners from some secret haunted vault. Always had a elder puff, never yelled, get off get my lawn. Full disclosure, I don't even have a lawn. If I did, I'd probably grow the grass until the house was gone. Kick it to the town, forget the address or the house at all. This is how performance art exacerbates an albatross. I should maybe shake some hands. I should turn the music down. Have some people over without asking them to move a couch. But since you're here, I've got this awful food time I could do without. Should take like two seconds. Ecosystem, army green, I have a Coleco vision, bash, catch, the lid, punch, jump up, jeopardize my head back, 
shook When five minus the wine You will take up a promise When a jaw that swivels back It's off the hinges My lashes married to lose all plastic fabric But a cause that riddles faster Crossing the rivets Nerve racker that pivots As a dysfunctional dancer In a dark heart Bomb mechanism ticks adjacent To the broke city orchestra vision I'm Mr. God bless the vision Rose to expose your terror Stop the ball club kids on top. How about a little fire scarecrow Dumb, dumb, bust the duck hunter I let the fucking dogs out And they're reading in big numbers Big numbers It's sort of irks Citizen X's and vexes Check collector text But a flex of a messy pegasus Remarkable but unmarketable Leg on my credit test It's empty but I use this crate On my true confession slip Fashion one Makes up with race Colonel Kurtz daycare center For this world news Where it's brilliant I need a C-clock You're a little teapot homie Please don't feed the pigeons They're trying to spread Their peacock feathers And bleed through the system This goes out the plain clothes proper Raise the wisdom Swore they'd never spend a night asleep in a pig pen Touch the outer shell of reptilian Minimal nighttime sea catcher Down the leaf mapper And um, me and my primitive friend Drag our knuckles and find your upright bipedal walking ugly I'm in the back of often from a monkey Thanks to y'all that came to school with paint stains on your fingertips And brought a little life to those Long Island Railroad city trips Please, remember I can build you my friend And if I'm not happy, I'll break you the fuck down and build you again With wires from your heart and a dead air surplus Ludicrous. Like Labor Day's bootleggers on some support the movement shit My practice, life inside a pitch black magic pack of rat brackets That's tragic, that's a cat back to outrun a pack of black bastards That's a earthworm and cavity flag capture Peace uh, television, they should be proud to get a sofa with a final motor They say they crap it, it's where I'm at, simple Rock a brain full of bottle rockets, not a model, not a profit nope. Not a duck, not a fuckload of missions here, wanna You can tell your man they came to you in a daydream And I won't valley back Alley cat Draw a tall glass axe Draw a glass for the aspirin Boulder dash Backspin Backtrack Back in effect Back in the clutch Sitting on this old 98 BFA Collected dust Slap jaw Smiling like a hot sword That's raw Spit masterpiece Theater heaters for critics to suck You're off track Betting on a one-trick pony With Pony Express Delivery delay effect Funny No, that's not funny City art Slaughtered ugly With pins, needles, and duck walks Busted Sitting at the movies with a large bucket of Xanax, extra butter, and a spring water. Kamikaze, Zaxxon, flight simulator major. Street pilots directly to the iris. I fucking freak the Vader on some fly shit. Prostitute I almost called last night But didn't Thank you <laughs> Motherfucker <laughs> Quarter three of the howl And quarter three is our 2k all day quarter And what we usually like to do in here Is take uh, to our lovely Xbox One that we've got with NBA 2k18 uh, and and just run some run some stuff with it. Uh, so first off, uh, the three of us, Aaron, Rob, and I started a uh, dynasty, a fantasy draft dynasty in my league. In my league on NBA Two K eighteen. So we're gonna do a quick update of that. We're gonna do a Two K sim to the week ahead. 
and uh and, and kind of see what else goes from there. Um yeah. so we all fantasy drafted. Aaron is the San Antonio Spurs. Rob is the Phoenix Suns. I am the Utah Jazz. And let's be clear to all the listeners, those maybe that aren't hip to this segment, the team choices were by random, right? We yes. all we all, we yeah. we in the draft order was random. Yeah, we as well. you know used a lottery yeah, to make it most the most fair. Yeah, mm-hmm. yep. Uh, so, but I'm cool with my team. I like my my squad as well. I think we're just <clears throat> underperforming. Um, <laughs> so looking at Rob's week, he had five games in the week. Whoa! And uh, Rob didn't fare so well, going one and four in those games. Yikes! That's not fair if I'm in five games, that's not fair. Uh, that's a brutal schedule. Washington, New York, Miami, and Brooklyn. And the one team you did beat, though, Rob, was Aaron. Yeah, a six point as victory. The head to head. I'm still well, in place in the West. So I'll take it. The Spurs, this is my my fantasy team here on NBA 2K18. I I sustained a, a key injury. Yes. I lost my starting center. Uh, Rudy Gobert is out for, what'd you say? Two to four weeks. Two to four weeks with a, what? It was like a pinched sh- nerve in his back. Ah, uh, never good. Never you good. Still, you still managed to go two and two on the week, uh, beating the Golden State Warriors and the Clippers. Losing to Rob and the Hornets. So you are sitting five and six on the year so far, and you are currently the seventh seed in the Western Conference. Boy, from a you know, this team that I drafted, you know, to begin the season was the number three ranked yeah. power team. Oh, how the mighty have fallen in the NBA. This is a disastrous start. Five and six, seventh seed. I've lost my center now for a month, basically. Yep. I mean, what's next? It's rough. Uh, so losses, I would guess. Yeah. Uh, so looking at my team, the Utah Jazz, I went one and uh, one and three in my my week as well, uh, losing to Portland, <clears throat> Philly, and Houston, but beating the Toronto Raptors. I am four and seven on the season, sitting twelfth in the conference. Uh, really nothing else, uh, um, really to say about it. I mean, we're, you know, it's, it's super frustrating to be, uh, to be under, uh, underachieving. Can you go back to the conference standings, please? Yes. All right. So jazz are just outside four and seven on the season. This is uh Rob's team. No, it's my team. Oh, sorry. And then my squad, the Spurs at seven. Which there's a three way tie right now for six, seven, and eight. And Rob's at, up there at five at and six. Seven and was that seven and five? Yeah, seven and it's five for Rob. Rough stretch, unfortunately. Yeah, he started the season really well and it's kind of tapered off a little bit. All right. Um, just to kind of refresh people on Team Kevin, the Utah Jazz, Giannis, Jamal Crawford, Stephen Adams, uh, Ricky Rubio, my guy Boban. Uh, JJ Redick is hurt, and I think that's kind of hurting me. Um, and of course, Wesley Johnson. Uh, on Aaron, Aaron, you want to go over your team real quick? Yeah, we got Conley holding down the fort at point guard. Uh, as I mentioned, Gobert, my starting center, he is out. I have Gallinari at the three, Serge Ibaka as my four, and I'm working with a combination uh, of guards. Uh, my, my starting shooting guard is Wes Matthews. I was hoping to get some defense. Um, it's not working out uh, so well for my team. 
Got PJ uh, Patty Mills coming off the bench. PJ Tucker's on there as well. And uh, you know Wolves uh, fan favorite uh, Nemanja Bielica, and he's having a fantastic season. Not so hot in the video game, but in real life, he's crushing it. And that's pretty much it, man. I, I I'm not getting a lot of contributions from my guys. I, I really thought we'd be doing better. I have like the highest paid team known to man. Oh, I think ridiculous. Yes, almost ridiculous. a two hundred million dollar payroll. Payroll just through the rough. Ridiculous. I mean, granted, I mean we're leaning heavily on that Conley contract, but here we are. We just got to grind. You know, there's a reason why you got to play 82 games. So a lot of season left. Yeah, uh, Rob, you want to go over your team here real quick? Yep. So obviously started off with. The main guy, Jimmy B, Jimmy Buckets, Eric Bledsoe, Jay Crowder, Favors, Teodosic, Gorgie Jang, Miritich, Robin Lopez. There's definitely some nice pieces on this team. I definitely wanted to go. Any injuries? Yep. Uh, no, Rob is. Uh, I've been pretty. Uh, Rob's been pretty, healthy. Yeah, pretty healthy. I definitely went with some nice veterans. Jonathan Simmons, Cephalosha, Richard Jefferson, Channing Fry. Sergio Rodriguez, and you top it all off with Dante Cunningham. So nice depth when guys do get injured, which I've been pretty fortunate so far. I have the players that can fill in. You that, got position that, flexibility. And done that, right? Don't you? Yep. It's nice flexibility. Jonathan Simmons has some nice size at the two. He can play at the three. Say Tabo can play the three and the two a little bit. Richard Jefferson can definitely play multiple positions. So there's a few guys that give me some nice flexibility. That really makes a big difference, I think. And the, the veterans. When you get to the end of the fantasy draft, it, you're kind of grasping at straws in terms of 2K just because it's guys that have lower ratings. So for me, I'm thinking guys that are going to have higher awareness, maybe decent shot, decent defense, that sort of thing. Guys that you know are going to perform in certain certain categories. And at 7-5, and five, it's obviously paid off so far. Yeah, very good logic. Any uh, 2K uh, players out there, uh, take a word of the wise from Rob Hess here. Um, he, he's spot on when he's talking about, you know, you have a team, you can't all be all-stars, right? You know, especially when you're doing an entire draft like this. So those, those bottom-class guys, look for those intangibles. Like he was saying, awareness. Uh, whether it's playmaking, uh, you know, it's not going to be those 90 offensive rating guys at that at that point. They're just not going to be there, right? Yeah. Um, so some specialists. good yeah, specialists. specialists are a key. It's just like in, in the real NBA, because for those that don't play 2K, it's very realistic. Kevin, how are the stats looking? Who's leading the league in this thing? Uh, well, I want to take a look at that. Yeah, let's let's take a look here. Uh, I feel like Jimmy Buckets has got to be there. I don't know if there's anybody on my team that really... I would say stands out that would be like showstopper. Yeah, no, I, I think uh, both you and I, Aaron, are uh, aren't doing so hot. But taking a look, uh, Durant, LeBron, Steph, Isaiah Thomas. Teams. Yep. But it's just the teams that are really weird, like Kevin Durant on the Heat, LeBron on the Bulls. Well, go to uh, who's the first player of one of our teams on this list here? That would be. No, we're wow, Markel Fultz. Giannis, my boy Giannis, yeah, uh, is 19th with 21.1 points per game. Which is reasonable. That's yeah. reasonable. Uh, Considering next, he's leading the NBA in scoring right now. Next up on the list is Aaron with Mike Conley. Yeah. And then Eric Bledsoe actually leading the way for <laughs> Rob. Sure, why not? Why not? L- let oh, me, but then Rob's go. got Jimmy, Jimmy Butler. Right yeah. Let's go down the categories. I want to see, like, uh, pull up rebounds for me once. And uh, then let's we'll do, do rebounds per steals. game and we'll go all the way back up. 
DeAndre. Rudy injured Rudy Gobert is fifth in the league. Yeah. That's the first one that pops up. Uh, and then Giannis actually 12th, which is great to see. Uh, Rob's first actually is a ways down. Oh, really way a ways down. Holy moly. I mean, we're, we're down in the, we're 50s. getting Steven Adams. My, my guy is, I got two guys before Rob's got one. Well, I'm seven to five. Aaron's got two guys. <laughs> gets me wins. I've got oh, three guys. Four guys. 75 players deep. Nikola Miritic, 75th in rebounds, is, is Rob's first. Well, there's Rob's team flaw. Let's go to assists and check that out. No, there's no flaw. It was all planned. Yeah, clearly planned. rebounding is not the, the strength. My boy, Ricky Rubio, third in the league. Uh, Aaron's guy, Mike Conley, is eighth. And Aaron's is 15th with Milos. No, Rob's is. Or Rob, sorry. Yep. So that's good. Not even my starter. That's crazy. Let's go to Steels. Ricky's first. Jimmy Butler is, or Ricky's third. Sorry. Jimmy is sixth. Uh, Giannis is 11th. Eric Bledsoe, 15th. Still haven't gotten to one of Aaron's guys yet. So defense is not my, uh, my key here. It never really has been for you, though. <laughs> uh, let's do field, field goal percentage. Taking a look at that. Uh, who is first up on the list? The thing I love about 2K Sports is like Robin Lopez is everything is so, you know, you want advanced stance, you want just general NBA statistics. I mean, you, you got the whole mix here. Yeah, we, I mean, we can go, we can go even a little bit more in depth. Like it's uh, very intuitive too. like it, yeah. you always know where it is. I like they've kept the consistency, but they've also added layers. I mean, that's the truth. You know, I can't stand like one thing that always bugged me, like when I when I play like Madden, for instance, would be it was like every year of Madden, the controls were I felt like were changing up. And it's like if you you could be a great Madden player, but then it was like this guy who just played the recent version a couple times more than you, he's more hip to the controls, and then yeah. here you are. NHL is kind of the same way. Sometimes you get into some of those NHL games and like stick handling. You have those weird things you got to do. Like, why you change it? You options, which I like, and you can use the yes. standard controls, or, or you can use full customized, kind of the more specific customizable controls. I love that you have options. The controller is like the universal language of gaming. Like, if if you're playing the basketball game, like you know, it's like speaking English or Spanish or French. Like, yes, you can have these options, but there's you know, when you're amongst your peers, it's nice to have all that same you know that continuity. What happened there? What are you doing, Kevin? I'm actually going through right now and getting the uh, the Wolf Sim set up to take a look at the games upcoming. Ah, I always forget we got so many different 2K leagues we're in right now. Well, there's so many different options with 2K. That's part of what makes the game so great is it's realistic and there's different ways you can customize it. Yeah. Now, what's great is 2K actually has the Wolves at seven to three. Um, I'll be getting there a little bit differently hey. than than how. The wolf, the real wolves did find a way, but seven and three. So let's take a look at the three games that we previewed here in quarter one, uh, the warriors, the Suns, and the jazz, uh, see how it predicts it for us. Uh, so the first game against the golden state warriors has the wolves winning one thirteen one Oh four, uh, behind a huge game from Carl Anthony towns, 23 That's- points, 17 rebounds, uh, Jamal Crawford off the bench with 22 points. I, this is what I'm talking about. 
I want to see this type of performance from Towns. This is the victory I want to see. That's a, you know, this is a 113-104 win for the Timberwolves. But then if you look at the box score on the 2K, uh, my league box score, the fourth quarter, the Wolves are all scored 36-27. So they were up, you know, 18 points going into the fourth quarter. That's fantastic. One thing I will say. I know you're going to say, is it belly? Yeah. Yeah, they've been doing that all year. You know, it would be nice to get that updated. I tell you what, we got to, you know, hashtag get belly's 2K score up. We got to get him current belly, you know, league leading three point shooting belly. We need his rating up. Where are the minutes? Like, where's where are the minutes going? That's what kind of confuses me, because if you look through the list, no one's really playing. Well, I think it's instead of just kind of like a a few minutes. It must be just everyone's getting a few extra minutes. Yes. It's, Although like Towns is playing thirty nine, Muhammad only gets thirteen. Yeah, but like Gibson's only at twenty eight. Yeah, but Crawford, a bench guy, twenty five. That's a lot. And then you have the other bench guys. It's just yeah, it's just weird. Muhammad, Dang, and we, Jones. We must go small quite a bit. That's yeah. the only thing I can think of because if Bealitza doesn't play, you don't even have another four. Yeah. Man, I, Interesting. I'm, I'm hey, sending wins a win. Tw- yeah. I'm sending a tweet right now to Ronnie Two K, and I'm, I'm using hashtag Get Belly Up. <laughs> How about just belly, belly up? up. Belly up. Hashtag, hashtag belly up. Hashtag I like that. But you gotta up. spell it like B J E L L Y. Yeah. Now you're dictating my tweets, huh? I got it. Well, I'm just saying. If you're trying to be clever, just kidding. Belly up. Uh, so the next game, Wolves take on the Phoenix Suns. Win this one by ten. Behind another great performance from uh, from Carl Anthony Towns, twenty five points, ten rebounds on ten of fifteen shooting. Uh, this one. Look at the assists, by the way. Teague, seven assists. Crawford, seven assists. Tyus, Jones, seven assists. Yeah. Towns, four. Butler, three. Like, that is team effort. That's how you win a basketball game right there. And look at that. They held Devin Booker to 11 and seven. That's, that's great to see. It's funny. We, the tale of two teams. We had 28 assists. They have 17. And their, their high assist person was four. Yeah. I mean, that's, that, I mean, that's a big part of it. And that's a younger team. So that's not out of the range of possibility that you're going to have a team that struggles a bit at moving the ball around. And then the wolves take on the Utah jazz guys. This was heartbreaking. The the wolves lose by one point. Say it ain't so one point cat turns in another great performance. 28 assists again, by the way. Uh, See, here's my issue. Teague played 32 minutes in this game, five points, four Mm -hmm. rebounds, two assists, three steals, one of five from three, two of eight shooting. That seems unlikely. Yeah, but I will say this: if you're so you're on the road at Utah, if Teague has that bad of a game, to only lose by one point is pretty impressive yeah. for the rest of the guys. How did uh, let's see, Ricky Rubio, twelve points, five assists, one rebound in the game. So That's it wasn't a, a, it wasn't a point guard night no. in this game. It looked hey, like there's my dark horse right now, rookie of the year candidate, Donovan so, Mitchell. You got it. I like his game. It's consistent, and Two K is also we representing well we, at the draft. Remember, we were real big on him. Yes, I yeah. think he's a. I think he's a steal. When you're trying to replace a guy like Gordon Hayward, you can do a lot worse than having a rookie like Donovan Mitchell. No he, doubt, he runs really well in Two K eighteen as you go through the years of a franchise. He oh, turns great. into a very good player. I'm not surprising. So that's he's one of those guys you want to open up uh, the attribute. Uh, what's that one? We untapped potential. Untapped yep. potential. Yeah, yeah. I guess we haven't really talked about that much this this season. We did last season, but if you're running a franchise, 
you got to use that potential correctly. That's you could you can improve you know your team with free throws. You can improve a guy's yep. shooting, but untapped potential on rookies and on this first few years, get that to an AA plus, and you're going to see huge improvements long term. Uh, that's I mean that's really all we got. The Wolves are sitting right now in the five seed, tied for the the actual but like three four five with the uh, Clippers, Blazers, and us. Warriors sit half a game back. Pelicans sit half a game back. And the Thunder round out the top eight with uh, Houston and San Antonio, the one and two. So Wolves here sitting as a five uh, or sorry, six seed in the playoffs as we go through the rest of the, uh, the week sims. Again, we talk about how accurate 2K is. Rockets are the best team in 2K. Rockets are the best team in real life. The Spurs are a little higher up than they are in real life. But part of that is because Kawhi Leonard's not hurting the game. Clippers, though, Clippers are playing really well. I mean, that just shows you just how accurate this game can be and, and how well it's been made. Well, the thing that I enjoy the most is the Wolves are playing good again in the game. But I'm looking forward. Like, I wish we could just fast forward right now and send the whole thing. I love this aspect of the game. So I, I don't know if we if we stay here long enough, guys. I might try to convince Kevin to uh, sim some more. So maybe we just move on. What else do you want to talk about? Well, we don't really have much else for the 2K Sims. Um, one thing that I want to start um, is is kind of running through maybe some of the the draft stuff when we when we get a little bit closer and kind of um, on an off uh, um, or sorry on an online scenario when you run these franchises, you can actually upload the draft class that's supposed to be coming in for the uh, the eighteen nineteen season. So I think at some point as we move through, maybe see how that draft class, uh, you know, in uh, increases and changes over the uh, over the course of the year here as the scouting goes through. Uh, one thing that is going on in NBA two K, uh, they are hosting a tournament right now, um, and you can win exclusive merch from Bait and a Legend Edition of two K eighteen. Uh, they are also doing a uh, do an NBA uh, tournament where if uh, the top 10 tournament winners in this do tournament, listen to what you get. So everyone who participates will receive 30 skill boosts. Uh, you get Mountain Dew, my player accessories, a Mountain Dew, my court basketball, uh, do NBA three time multiplayer tournament jersey and unlimited skill boosts for the life of NBA 2K18. Dude, so that's, that's for the top 10 tournament winners. That's sick. So Are you kidding me? That is going on uh, <clears throat> at the venue, uh, the second event of this year. Uh, it's going on now on NBA 2K18. So if and you make are... Make sure you, not to interrupt you, Kev, but make sure you, you follow all the people you want to follow as far as 2K goes on Twitter. Ronnie2K, at NBA2K. Those are, you get, whether it's specials like this, tournaments, things like that. They might tell you about specials going on in the game where you can get some extra points, things like that. So these are people you really want to make sure you follow. Again, that's at NBA 2K is one of them. And then, of course, at Ronnie 2K on Twitter. Both those are going to be important follows for anyone that's a fan of the, the 2K series. All right, let's get into quarter four where we have our wonderful can Kevin Cousy. Aaron and I will take on each other. Hopefully I can... Uh, get the second win here. And before that, Aaron leads us with the Howell Hardwood history, but first post Malone with a track called candy paint. You are listening to the Howell radio 
on the Nothing But Net channel right here exclusively on Dash Radio. Yeah, yeah. Candy paint with the white on top Lambo doors or the woo-up drop If you busy plotting on what I got Kick in your door and swat you thought Hundred thousand dollars on the tabletop Have price my whip, same price my watch Got no jumper but I ball a lot Bitch on your stony, I do what I want Candy paint with the white on top Lambo doors or the woo-up drop If you busy plotting on what I got Kick in your door and swat you thought Hundred thousand dollars on the tabletop Half price my whip, same price my watch Got no jumper but I ball a lot Bitch on your stony, I do what I want Didn't know that was your girl when she gave me top Kicked out the road, said thanks a lot God damn, I love paper like a Michael Scott yeah, I can do Things that your man cannot yeah. Slab boy coming down, down I'm hot, hot. Everybody say that I gotta be stopped Even though my final form ain't none like I'm so ahead of you, motherfuckers How you comprehend what you ain't understanding Count a hundred bands and I watch your finish Diamonds going crazy like they on the dance floor Got a lot of ass, nothing I can handle Flavorless, whatever, you should try sample Baby, I'm the boss, like I'm Tony Dancer Everybody trying to tell me what I stand but you don't fucking know me, homie, you don't want one Candy paint with the white on top Lambo doors or the woo-up drop If you busy plotting on what I got Kick in your door and swat you got Hundred thousand dollars on the tabletop Half price my whip, same price my watch Got no jumper, but I ball a lot Bitch on your stony, I do it all Candy paint with the white on top Lambo doors or the woo-up if you busy plotting on what I got Kick in your door and swat you thought Hundred thousand dollars on the tabletop Got price my whip, same price my watch yeah, Got no jumbo but I bought a lot Swish, bitch on your stony, I do it all I've been rolling 20 ass hit the road Hit the switch, up a suicide though Damn. Whatever you should try sample Baby, I'm the boss like I'm Tony Dancer Everybody tryna tell me what I stand for But I sure fucking know me, homie, you don't want one Candy paint with the white on top Lambo doors or the woo-up drop If you busy plotting on what I got Kick in your door and swat you thought Hundred thousand dollars on the tabletop Half price my whip, same price my watch Got no jumper, but I ball a lot on your stony, I do it all. Candy paint with the white on top. Lambo doors or the woo-up drop. If you busy plotting on what I got, kick in your door and swat you thought. Hundred thousand dollars on the tabletop. Half price my whip, same price my watch. Got no jumper, but I ball a lot. Bitch on your stony, I do it all. Quarter four of the Howl. As always, we start off with uh, the Howl Hardwood history. And Aaron, this week, it is somebody that people should actually be probably pretty familiar with. Uh, and that is John Starks. Aaron, tell us about John. Yes, this week's Howl Hardwood history player, John 
Lavelle Starks, born 1965, is a retired basketball player. Many of you may know him, and he's most notable for his time with the New York Knicks. Let me tell you a little bit about John Starks. He was drafted, um, actually, excuse me, he was <laughs> not drafted in 1988. That's the catch. Undrafted in 1988. Um, Let's talk about his college career. It's a bit tumultuous. He goes and plays for four different colleges, Roger State College, Northern Oklahoma College, Oral Roberts University, where he plays well enough to earn a scholarship to play for OSU, Oklahoma State University, uh, in 1988, where he finished his collegiate career. Now, back to the NBA draft. He's passed over on draft night, 1988's draft, ends up signing as a free agent with the Golden State Warriors. However, the Warriors had also drafted another shooting guard, many of you may also know, Mitch Richmond, which Mitch Richmond is uh, notable recently um, for Wolves fan. I think he was on Jim Pete's uh, top five Hall of Fame snubs, if I'm not mistaken, the other night, uh, Kevin. Um, Anyways, Richmond goes on to become Rookie of the Year and Starks is cut the following year later. Starks ends up with a stint in the Continental Basketball Association playing in Cedar Rapids for the Silver Bullets. This is the 89-90 season. Then in the World Basketball League playing on a team called the Memphis Rockets. This is 1990-91. So really, I mean, he's sort of like the hot potato getting passed around a little bit, guys, you know, four colleges in four years, you know, three NBA teams in three years. He's, he's all over the place. Then he finds the New York Knicks. He was able to earn his way back in the NBA uh, in 1990. He tried out for the Knicks. Uh, One practice, he tried to dunk on Patrick Ewing. Uh, You know, many people have tried, many have failed. Uh, Anyways, ends up in 92 in the slam dunk contest. He has a fantastic run with the Knicks. Um, looking over Stark's career, um, one of the low points was the 94 finals against the Rockets. Um, the closing Celtics, the Knicks were trailing by three. Starks was fouled by Akeem Olajuwon while shooting a three-pointer. Now, at the time, NBA only allowed two free throws during a three-point shot, which I guess nowadays you think is kind of crazy. It pretty much a ripoff. I mean, a big loophole in the game. Um, well, going and fast forwarding a little bit, he ends up has a stint uh, after he leaves the Knicks, plays with the Miami Heat, and uh, you know it's an interesting career for him. I mean, he he, I think many will remember his uh, dunk um, in the playoffs against the Bulls, sort of a a, a rousing moment um, for the Knicks fans and faithful, and ends up. Starks returns to the Golden State Warriors, um, ends up back with his original team. And after that second stint with the Warriors, ends up playing for the Chicago Bulls for four games in the 1999-2000 season. And John Starks finishes his NBA career with the Utah Jazz, um, played with them up until 01-02. Now, looking at his career stats, um, not overly impressive, but again, it's his time with the Knicks that really um, sticks out in many's minds. He averaged 12.5 points per game, 2 rebounds per game, 2.5 rebounds per game, and 3.5 assists per game. 
nothing overly impressive. However, he did make an all-star team in 1994. So kind of goes to show the rise of this guy. I mean, you know, kicked around all these Oklahoma colleges, you know, he's on the road, uh, playing in these sub NBA leagues and ends up going all the way up to NBA all-star in 94 In 93. He was a all defensive second team. And in 1997, you know, this is well into his career. He's the NBA sixth man of the year. So all in all, a fantastic career for John Starks, uh, shows that hard work, dedication, and uh, some stick to itness, um, will pay off in the long run. This week's Howell Hardwood history player, John Starks. All right. Thank you for that, Aaron. And you can get the Howell Hardwood history every Wednesday here on the Howell Nothing But Net Radio. The fourth quarter is our Howell Hardwood history. And now it is time for everybody's favorite game, Can Kevin Cousy. Now, for those that don't know how to play, uh, our uh, average co-host Rob over here has a list of about 30 different players sometimes more sometimes less there are five clues for each player uh, it is down to Aaron and I to guess those players based off of the clues using our names as our buzzers for right we get a point for wrong we are out for the remainder of that player uh, each clue is easier than the last uh, as we go through it and uh, right now we are actually all tied up uh, in the uh, season three standings Aaron has one win, I have one win, and Rob has one win. Ooh, thrilling start. And we actually have yet to have a uh, a guest come in and play um, and attempt to uh, to add that. So Although we can't fail to mention, I'm 100%. You Nothing are. Nothing but wins. You are. So am I, actually, for this season. I've played in one, and I've won one. Oh, that's true. Or Just, no, I did lose one. Never mind. Yeah. Never mind. I did. Okay. Kevin's so, math for you. Rob, do we, that's, that's that public school education. <laughs> uh, Rob, do we have any themes, any, uh, anything like that, that we need to know about this? No week? bonus questions or bonus answers like that this week. It's a little different this week. What? Each one. So the way it works is these are all players that got over, that scored over 40 points in one game, at least one game last season. So what you're going to be guessing is, after you pick the player, you can guess how many points they scored in the highest game. So whoever the player is, the most points they scored in a game last year. Got it. And that's for, for an extra point. Yep. For an extra point. All right. Uh, I can, I can dig it. And we got to be spot on. Correct. There's no correct. plus or minus. Nope, okay. Plus, good. There's no okay, plus good. or minus. Good. All right. All right. Let's start it off. I'm actually excited for this week's game. This will be, be fun. fun. No, there's no 10 point question. Nope. <laughs> although, not, one, wait, although wait, 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 not yet, anyways. Although I was gonna say, although <laughs> one could be created, yeah, right? Just wait until the end, and yeah. then that's. I'm how like I Roger win. Goodell. I can just make my own. Rules. If fine. if I may, you know, if I make Rob mad enough, they do know me as the vulture. All right, let's start it off. He is not a former president. Six foot eight, multiple positions. He recently scored fifty-seven points Aaron, in the game. Aaron, LeBron James, LeBron James. So what was his high game last year? Last year, 44. That is correct. Jeez, Louise, oh, it starts. It's what happens when you pay attention when you watch basketball. Not too shabby. All right, next one. He has a long name. Is he a point guard? Kevin. Kevin. Giannis Antetokounmpo? Yep. That is correct. I'm going to say... Oof. 43. Incorrect. Aaron gets a chance. 
Giannis dropped 47 last year. Incorrect. 41. Ooh. Now, uh, Kevin, you do get one other chance at a bonus point if you can spell his name. His full name? Full name. G-I-A-N-N-I-S-A-N-T-E-T-E. Incorrect. Yeah. Do you want to, you got a chance to Aaron? No. If you can spell his name. Not I, even a chance? Was it an A instead of an E? Nope. So you don't, you, you give up? G I A N N I S A N T E T A E. Incorrect. A N T E T O on Teto. You know? K O U N M P O. Yep. I would have gotten the rest. That one letter threw me off. That's what got you. Damn. That's right, though. Good, good chance. Good chance. All right. Number three. Currently injured and is out until at least the end of this month. UCLA for college. A shooting guard that has played for two teams. He is currently with the Bulls. Aaron. Aaron. Zach Levine. Zach Levine is correct. I don't know why it took that long. It's, you know, Rob, when you're under the lights, I'm telling you, man, it's a big stage to be on here. Well, high game last year. Mm hmm. What did he do? I'm going to go with 45. Incorrect. 43? Incorrect. 40 exactly. All right. Good guesses, though. All right, next one. He is not a Batman villain. Aaron. Aaron. Nikola Jokic. Nikola Jokic, yep. His high game last year, 37. That is a terrible guess. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Over 40. Yes. 40. Uh, sorry, at least it's at least 40, obviously. Yeah. 42. Incorrect. 40. Exactly. <laughs> Can he lose a point for that? No, guess? That no, 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 no. Nice no. guess. Potato. Don't be lobbying the guy. Attaboy, potato. Yeah. Nice one. Potato. All right. So <laughs> number five, he is one of the best sixth men. A guard that has played for the Clippers. Aaron. Aaron. Five, four. Jamal Crawford. Incorrect. He got him. <laughs> yep, got him again. I wish the All listeners time. could see the joy in your face when you do that to me. I am beaming. All right. All right. Six foot one, drafted right out of high school by the Sixers in 05. Won sixth man of the year in 2015. LW. Five, four, L- three. Oh my gosh. Two. One and Aaron, you jump back in. He Get, threw me off there at the LW. Five, four, three, two, one. Lou Williams. Oh, oh my goodness. Good that's Lord. not hard, guys. That's not hard. And that's it. No points guesses. What well, I mean, you can definitely go for the points. I can you can get the bonus. All right. But um Yeah. Fifty one. Nope. What's your guess? 46. Nope. 40 exactly. All right. Number six. A flopper with a temper. He is your aunt and uncle's kids. Kevin. Kevin. DeMarcus Cousins. DeMarcus Cousins. (laughs) You like that? Yeah. 47. Nope. 55. 55 is correct. Jeez Louise. 
Aaron's getting his comeuppance finally with the bonuses. Well, let's get a, let's get a be, where are we at? Let's be honest. My bonus points are earned through skill and knowledge. Whatever you say, ma'am. All right. Thanks, potato. Uh, it's five to two right now. Aaron's two. winning. All right. Number seven, six foot one, 27 years old and one of the top point guards in the league. He's in the Eastern Conference. UConn for college, drafted by the Bobcats. Aaron. Oh. Aaron. Kemba Walker. Kemba Walker. Okay. I think he put up a 50 piece, and I'm going to go with it was 51. Nope. 49. Nope. 40 exactly. Wow. Kemba only got 40 last year? Yep. That's what it says. I, I don't know what I'm thinking of. All right. Next one. Cooper Alley Mick. He says his team is the best in the Eastern Conference. He recently scored 38 against the Raptors. Starting guard for the Wiz. Aaron. Kevin. John Wall. Incorrect. Aaron. Aaron. Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal. Yeah, it's obvious once he guesses John Wall. Um, I'm I thought go. someone would get the first hint. What was that? Oh, by the way, Ali Mick. Yeah, Bradley Cooper, Ali McBeal. Oh, it's a thinker. Yeah, I did. That's a good one. What's the uh, What's the points? I think he did. Well, let's go with uh, forty three. Ooh, nope. Forty two. Forty two. You know, and see your ooh that made it seem I, like I, know. I regretted it right when I said it. Made it seem like oh, he's but within. at the same time it helped out Kevin. So. Yeah, mind. Thanks, yep. Buds forever. Yep, but that's right. Not everyone loves the potato. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number nine. Twenty-one-year-old, six-foot-six guard, thirteenth overall pick in twenty fifteen. Friend of cats. The Suns. Kevin. Kevin. Devin Booker. Devin Booker. What's the points? Oh, geez, what did he? Uh, 51? Incorrect. Eh. 71. Incorrect. No, 73. 70, exactly. 70? Oh yep. my gosh, I knew it was I thought 70. that was super easy. That was like the one I was like, everyone knows the points. Because <laughs> they force-fed him the whole game. Yeah, they did. 70. I remember that game. All right, number 10. Brand, direction, body of water. He was abandoned. He is loyal. The reigning MVP. Aaron. Aaron. Five. Four. Russell Westbrook. That is correct. Points? I'm going to go with 53. Incorrect. 56? Incorrect. 58. I knew he had to be up there. All right. Next one. In the UK... This is the title given to a woman equivalent to the rank of knight. Shaggy Matthew. A West Kevin. Kevin. Dame Lillard. Dame Lillard. Yep. That was the Shaggy Matthew. Right. Matthew Lillard. Matthew Lillard. Uh, He had, I'm going to say 49. Incorrect. 51. Incorrect. He had 59. Wow. Wow. Had himself a big, game. Big game Dame comes through. Number 12. 
He can be shaped into a statue. Six foot seven shooting guard. Kevin. Kevin. Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson. Uh, Clay had 55. Incorrect. What's the guess? 61. Incorrect. 60 exactly. What's the score update? Uh, So as it stands, uh, I have six. Aaron has eight. Close match. All right, 13. The only D he has is in his last name. Just scored a career high of 56 points. James Harden. Kevin. Technically, Kevin said his name. James Harden. That is correct. <laughs> ultimate vulture Those move. Those are the rules, though. Absol- you blew that one. Pull Ultim- the meat sauce there. Ultimate vulture move. How? You <laughs> one that I just swooped in. Yeah. You it answered was like, the question. It was like, he said it. I got a swoop. <sighs> What's the uh point? There you go. Uh, 68. Incorrect. 68. Jeez. James Harden scored. I'm going to go with 59. How many? 59. Incorrect. 53. Mm. All right. 14. Recently injured his shoulder in a game against the Raptors. 27 years old, a six foot four point guard. Aaron. Aaron. John Wall. John Wall's correct. How many points? 49. Nope. 48. Nope. 52. Oh. I caramba. All right, next one. This is his first year with his current team. His name is not Alfred. Kevin. Kevin. Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler. 47. Nope. 43. Nope. 52. Man, some of these outputs are... Yeah. It throws impressive. me off a little. Mm-hmm. All right, 16. He's going to be out until January or February, so he's not a great player to draft in fantasy. Aaron. Aaron. Isaiah Thomas. Isaiah Thomas, yep. <laughs> oh, you're, you're so funny. <laughs> that was actually really good, Rob. How many points? I think he got... He was up in the 50s. I'm going to go with 56. Nope. 54. Nope. 52. Close. Close. All right, 17. He is not Adrian Peterson. Kevin. Kevin. Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis. AD. The Brown. Um, I'm going to go 49. Nope. So close, though. Is that a... Tr- you're tricking me. 50. 50 is correct. <laughs> he gave me one. He gave you I one. I gave you one, yeah. yeah. I thought I'd be nice. No, way, to ba- way to balance it out. I was waiting for the Rob has to laugh and point right at you. That's like his classic <laughs> move. All right, ATM. You fell for it. He doesn't like living in other players' shadows. Aaron. Aaron. Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving. Oh, you got some good hints this week, Rob. I'm liking them. Kyrie put up 51. Nope. 50. Nope. 49. But we had that one. 19. He is an animal. His nickname is a type of shrub. Which I didn't know. I found out doing these clues. Recently wore Friday the 13th Nike shoes. Kevin. Kevin. Carl Anthony Towns. Carl Anthony Towns. 
Uh, he put up forty-four. Uh, nope. I think forty-seven. Forty-seven is correct. Thank you. I got that. I'm glad I got that one right. Yeah. <clears throat> what's uh? What where are we at? Thirteen to ten, Aaron. Ooh, it's close. Got to keep my lead. I need to throw some ten pointers in there. <laughs> All right, number twenty. He is Canadian. Ooh, I almost got him. Anthony Bennett. Kevin Love. Karen. I do believe that was Aaron. (sighs) Andrew Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins. We both knew it right away. We were we both just not I tried. I know I had it. Nobody wanted to I fall for Somebody would say Anthony Bennett then when I gave him it's a clue. Oh yeah, because Anthony Bennett scored more than 40. I don't think he scored more than 40 in three seasons. <laughs> I mean, you guessed 37 earlier. That's not more than 40. So Well, you know, know, things happen, Rob. Laps in judgment. All right. Wiggins. Remember it was the it was the game I almost predicted him to go 50 and he hit 49. Incorrect. 48. Incorrect. 47. Seven. Yeah. Because <laughs> so remember, he had I tried, that, to, I tried to cherry pick out. No, he, he had that three yeah. at the end to yep. hit the 50. I remember, like, come on, hit the 50. Yep. Oh. So close yet so far. It was. 21. Felt like a mile away. His wife once said the NBA is absolutely rigged for money. Kevin. Kevin. Steph Curry. Steph Curry's correct. That's always, that's always one of the best, uh, best uh, Twitter quotes. Uh, I got to say, he put up. Uh, 54? Incorrect. 61. Incorrect. 46. Yikes. I was way off. You got to remember, you know, Kevin Durant's there then. I mean, there's just less opportunities. Yep. I mean, those guys will go berserk sometimes. You know what I mean? Like that clay, the the clay answer was off of his, was that when he hit the 30? I think it was all his threes. Yeah. His 30 some point, it was a 37 points in one quarter or something. Something like that. Yeah. All right, 22. That's crazy. He almost would have made the list on one quarter if you think yeah, about right. it. That's what's ridiculous. <laughs> All right. Recently ejected for a flagrant two foul. Aaron. Kevin. It was Aaron. Carmelo Anthony. Carmelo Anthony. Okay. Mello with the Knicks. I'm going to go with 44. Nope. 41. Nope. 45. 45. Yep. I was just going to do that. <laughs> 23 USC for college, a shooting guard. He recently said he has always had confidence from three. Has only played for one team. Aaron. Aaron. Oh no. Five, four, three, two, one. And sorry. The Raptors. DD. Kevin. Kevin. DeMar DeRozan. DeMar DeRozan. Uh, I'm going to say he put up uh, 46. Nope. 52. Nope. 43. Hmm. 43. I figured he would have had a bigger game than that. Well, whatever. Next one. He foolishly left the bench earlier this season and got suspended. Six foot three shooting guard, the 10th overall pick in 2013. The 2016 most improved player and led the league in free throw percentage last season. Aaron. Aaron. Otto Porter Jr. Incorrect. Oh, who is it? The Blazers. Kevin. Kevin. CJ McCollum. CJ McCollum. Yeah. I had a absolutely just brain meltdown on that. I just uh, I was trying to throw Kevin off the scent. 44? Nope. 
CJ? 51. 40. 40? Yep. 40. Was it against the Wolves? I remember he had a game. He just lit us up. All right, next one. Parents strongly cautioned. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 30. Aaron. Aaron. Paul George. Paul George. That's my favorite clue, by the way. (laughs) Favorite clue ever. Love that one. Lasted five seconds. (laughs) Um... Paul George, let's go with a 47 piece. Nope. 45. Nope. 43. Hmm. All right, 26. He is dating Kendall Jenner. Kevin. Kevin. Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin. 49. Nope. What's your guess? Oh, he didn't get it right. I'm going to go with 47. 43. All right. What's, What's the score? Let's score uh, update so let's here. See. Aaron has 16. I have 14. All right. Well, for those just tuning in right now on nothing but net channel here on dash radio, this is the fourth quarter. This is our time to play the famous game. World renowned, internationally acclaimed. Can Kevin Cousy. I am up. 16 to 14. This has actually been a tight game right yeah, from the start. Good. I jumped out to the 2-0 lead early, and it's really been neck, neck and neck ever since. So, Rob, without further ado. Just a few left. What, what number? Best second round picks of all time. He is not Pow. Kevin. Kevin. Marcus All. Marcus All. That's Kevin's boy right That is there. my boy. He actually popped up in my memories a couple days ago, the night that we met him at the outside the Wolves game. The Lowe's? Outside of Lowe's? Yeah. yeah. That picture popped up on my Facebook memories. That was really cool. Yeah. Um, Mark Gasol, he put up 41. Nope. Dang. 42. That's correct. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> yeah! Only a few left. All right. Running out of time, Kev. Yeah, I know. He is the subject of lots of trade talk currently. Aaron. Aaron. Eric Bledsoe. Eric Bledsoe. Who? Well, I'm going to go with 42. Nope. 40? Nope. 41. Oh. <laughs> one time, Kevin jumps two instead of one. We had it boxed in there. What's the score? 18-15. Oof. How many it's questions left, good. Rob? Two left. Oh, geez. So there's four possible points available. Yeah. So what if you, what if one, you snipe it's this? It's one. You get one and it's it's over. Or, or tied. That that guarantees a tie, right? Well, whatever. Go ahead, go, Rob. Just go All for right. it. Don't listen to Aaron. Arguably the best defender in the league. Aaron. Aaron. Avery Bradley. Incorrect. Whew. Can't believe that. All right. When did Avery Bradley score over 40 points, by the way? He's, hey, he's had some good, decent games. He got... Catch right. fire now and then. Has been injured all this season. San Diego State. The Spurs. <laughs> KL. Kevin. Kevin. Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard. Not sure why there was a question mark there. He was being silly. He was Kay. giving me the eyes. Um, this is the big. Insult this is big. eyes. This Caught him big. down. 44. No. Aaron. 45. Nope. 41. Ah. And it comes down to this. So, Kevin, so I have to, to get, get it right to tie. Yeah, I have to get it right and guess the points. There's to only tie. one hint on this one. Okay. Just one. Are you both ready? Yep. The Beach Boys. Aaron. Kevin. Is definitely Aaron. 
Kevin Love. Yep, Kevin Love. Man, Kevin, what happened? I know. Took me a second to think on 41. It. Nope. 42. Nope. 40 exactly. Yeah, I knew it that was good. It came down to the wire, though. And no 10 point questions. I, I gave. See, that was a fun point question. That was a fun game right there. All right. Aaron takes it. And Aaron now leads the season three standings with a two to one to one lead. Uh, guys, that wraps up the show for tonight. Uh, again, if you're listening on uh, the release of this on Wednesday, you can check us out on Saturday as well. If you missed part of the show, uh, Rob, if, if they miss the show completely, and you're just catching us now. You can actually find the pod or find the radio show. Uh, Outside of, outside of outside of dash it's podcastable now um, it is we're on podient um so we always post the links via at the howl radio on twitter so make sure you're following us at the howl radio and once it's aired on dash we do post those links for anyone uh that can you know wants to listen after the fact there we go. Well, for Aaron, Rob, uh, Topper on the production side of things, thank you guys so much for listening to us. Uh, until next week, let me get a howl. Do you like getting paid or getting paid attention? You mix the wrong guys with the right intentions In the same bed, but it still feel long distance You're looking for a little more consistency But when you stop looking, you gon' find what's meant to be And honestly, I'm way too done with the hoes I cut off all my exes for your ex and those I feel my old flow
flings was just preparing me. Me. When I say I want you, say it back, parakeet. Fly your first class through the air, Airbnb. I'm the best you had. You just be comparing me to me. I'ma add this at you. If I put you on my phone and upload it, it'll get maximum views. I came through in the clutch, more than lipsticks and phones. Wear your faith cologne just to get you alone. Don't be afraid to catch these feels. Red drop up and chase through. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know you ain't afraid about feels. Baby, I know you ain't scared to catch feels. Feels with me. Don't be afraid to catch feels. No, no. Feels with me.